Welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I'm not Jonathan. He's eating right now. <laughs> I am Zoe Paws, and I'm your guest tonight on the show. Joining me on the panel, panel tonight are... Jonathan Cote, who's stuffing his face. <laughs> Kayla Miller, stepping in for Johnny. And Roger May. Thank you, Zoe. Yeah, Zoe nice. is our youngest guest ever. Woo. How old are you, Zoe? 11. 11. Woo. Power. And Kira, I know you're going to be listening. You'll get yeah. your shot. <laughs> Just be patient. So this is this is actually the start of, of what is mostly Depause Month on Horizon Comics. We've got Zoe tonight. Yay. Next week, I think, is Heather coming yeah. in and then followed by Christian. So And then Crichton after that, right? Family <laughs> Crichton, yeah. Well, it's Blake. It might as and well Cri- be Crichton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I need to. It'll be as confusing Apparently, Crichton also took uh, issue with me because I said he was four and he was quite pissed. He's actually five now. He wanted to remind me of that. So, and he uh, was mad when he heard that on the podcast. Yeah. So, Crichton, sorry about that, bud. You'll be five for, you know, a while. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. I usually, I, I'm usually <laughs> not like, done no. talking. Jonathan's like, you well, guys okay. got this. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we are a review slash spoilery <laughs> podcast. So we typically review a Marvel book, a DC book, and an independent book. Also, great job, Zoe. Yay. If I ever need a vacation, I'm calling you. <laughs> Sorry, Blake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what we tend to do is kind of go through and review each of those. Uh, we'll probably spoil some endings to something or something somewhere. Or everything. We always review it. Yeah, or yeah. everything. We review a graphic novel. Uh, we like to uh, let you guys know what the big releases that are coming out next week. We'll play some trivia later and give you the opportunity to win some free book. Excuse me. Uh, but first, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and kick it over to Matt. Who is going to tell us about the big news this week? Uh, again, sorry about any buzzing you hear from Jonathan's mic. I need to buy a new shock mount for that microphone. So, apologize on that. Um, all right. Number one I have. Marvel announces a new Black Panther versus Deadpool series. Um, nice. Five <laughs> issues written by Daniel Kibblesmith? Kibblesmith? Kibbles and Bit? Well, it says Kibblesmith. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the art is going to be Ricardo Lopez Ortiz, and yeah, five issues. This so. is what, this is what Marvel did a couple years ago though, where they just Deadpooled everything. Yeah, and they have like seven titles going with Deadpool. Yeah, Tristan would, love, not, Tristan would love that. He already freaking <laughs> did his Deadpool trilogy of yeah. crap. So that's just another typical Marvel. When, when did you thing. say uh, that was debuting? Uh, let's see. Uh, the news came out today, so it's probably for October. Okay. I imagine if it, it. the news came out today for the solicits. Yeah, ten three. So there's cool. That. Um, another new announcement is Scotty Young is launching Middle West at Image with George Corona. Um, I don't know who George Corona is, but uh, Scotty Young's getting a new book. Is He's he writing or doing art? Um. Does it say? It says, sorry, I didn't read any of these. I was just, <laughs> wow. <laughs> just kind of went for headlines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Johnny. I wasn't prepared. Uh, sorry, this is totally terrible. Uh, it doesn't say. doesn't uh, say? So okay. It, just, it probably just isn't. Working important. on a new series. That's all it says. Yeah. Um, all we have is one 
image. So Middle well, West. For for anybody that knows Scotty Young and knows what they get with uh, he does all. I, I hate Fairyland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you probably know what you're gonna get. Like his fans are pretty ardent fans. So dark sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. We might have to check that one out though. Um, it's probably an October release. So. All right. Uh, third one, uh, Kayla brought to my attention. Uh, it says Lemire and Nugent are developing a Descender sequel called Ascender. Wait, what'd you call him? What? <laughs> Nugent. Sorry. Nugent. Win. Win. Yeah, I know. I, That's okay. And I'm just reading the title. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's Dustin. Yeah, it's Dustin. Win. Dustin. Yeah. Win. Yeah. Sorry, Dustin. <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't even think. I knew that's his name. I'm just reading, you know, just whatever. So, uh, but yeah, I like Descender. I think that's a pretty good book. So I'm going to be reading this one. Well, it's funny. When that series first debuted, I got to actually talk to Dustin Wynn at uh, Comic-Con one year. And I asked him, I was like, how long are you guys planning on taking that series? Is it a miniseries? Because it was fairly in the yeah of it. Um, so I asked him, you know, is it a miniseries? Is it? Cause, and, and also, uh, it just baffles my mind that Jeff Lemire writes the amount of titles that he writes. He writes like eight books a month. Like, something, just... something like that. <laughs> And so he's like, oh, well, you initially have, like, 24 issues planned for Descender. And so I'm assuming since the, the series is a, a kind of a moderate success, they decided to extend the life of, because I think Descender is past 24 issues at this point. I think we're in the somewhere 30s. Somewhere around 30, maybe almost 40. Yeah, somewhere. somewhere in there. And so now they've decided to actually even do, like, a second half. Depending on what happens you know. at the last arc yeah. or something. So yeah. there's clearly a, a story there. What's the last one? Yeah, it's been 30. Mid-30s. Yeah. So that's pretty good. So I I'm okay with it. I like it's the a good series. book. The art is really good. The I'm backed up on it. I haven't read the last five or six issues or something like that. I like but it. But yeah, cool. Um, that says it's coming in 2019. So they're probably gonna wrap up Descender the yeah, end of this year. By the end of the year, yeah. <laughs> um last piece of actual comic uh book news. Uh Shatterstar from X Men, the offshoot of X Horse is getting his own Noir series, noir series. Hmm. Um, mm, nope. Your, your, your favorite. It's a uh, Tim Seeley and Carlos. Double nope. <laughs> the man that can't write Nightwing. <laughs> I don't even know who Shadowstar is. is this a, wasn't wasn't he X-Men? wasn't he in the Deadpool two movie? Met, met yeah, or, they killed him. In Shatterstar. Don't yeah, ruin anything. Don't ruin anything. I haven't yeah. seen Deadpool yeah. two. So. Yeah, okay. Which one was Shatterstar? He know. was the really like. Hipster-looking, like alien, like with the the red in his hair, long, like almost like a rock star-looking. They murdered the heck out of him. You, you uh, were in the movie oh, for me. I didn't ruin anything. That you know that when Deadpool's involved, there's a lot of death. Too. I know, but. <laughs> yeah, it surely yeah. won't ruin it. Yeah, for you. you're gonna watch and be like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then that last shatter star. <laughs> the last piece of news, which you guys will probably have all comments on, is that mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah, Steve Dicko has passed away at the age of ninety. He was ninety. Yeah. He was he, ninety. Uh, Steve Dicko wow. co-created Spider-Man. Yep. Okay. And a lot of other so many myriad of yeah. other characters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> didn't do he art was, too. He was an artist. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What's um, so they did writing and arty. Yeah, what well, was Marvel well, style? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like you get a page of script and just work. Whenever mm-hmm. a whenever a comic character is made, they mm-hmm. they give co uh, co creator credits to the writer and the artist because mm-hmm. the artist usually does the design of the suit and stuff like that, okay. and then the the writer writes. Okay. Yeah, 
So you can thank Steve Ditko for that iconic blue and red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the most iconic suits up there with Superman, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rest in peace, my brother. Yeah. So, and that's all I got. That's all the big news. Yeah. It's that I could find. We have to end on a sad Yeah. Note. Well, that's the biggest piece, and it's just like, <coughs> let's, uh, you know, read Yeah, but he was, he was way up there in years. Yeah. I think he was like 90, 90 years old. 90 so. years old. Had a heart attack. Uh, so. That was what did him in? Yeah. Oh, man, that's mm. sad. That yeah. means he probably could have kept going. <laughs> yeah. um, but, do we have any questions? Did you uh, look? I, I, that's not my job. <laughs> I have not. Seen any? Okay, I have some. I don't uh, have any questions that are Instagrammed to me. First one. <laughs> I don't even know how to check the thing. That's that's a Johnny. That's a total Johnny thing. And we, we don't really, have Johnny. He is really stingy with the email. <laughs> yeah. We should really like. I don't know how to check it. We need yeah. Johnny here every time. Oh, I, I have access to it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I pretty much let Johnny take care of that. But I'll, yeah. I'll Do you want me to read this? Go time. ahead and. Okay, yeah. so this is from Tom. Uh, question for you guys. I saw the sales numbers for the comic Domino was like 90,000 for issue 1 and then it dropped to something around 26,000 for issue 2. Um his question is, what do you think about the idea of free or discounted issue 2s with the purchase of a number 1 so you get issue 2 for 50% off or something if you show that you bought issue 1? Um, something hmm. along those lines, hmm. I think, would really help some of the series. In the case of Domino, they sold less than one-third of the issues of number one. And so even if you sold the exact same amount of issue two at 50%, you would still have made more money. Um, yeah. It could be good for companies like Marvel or DC, but even at the comic book store level, if you had something like that, it could curb the drop-off. Um, and he says... Uh, you could even go on and save like you bought issue two, then you get a discount on issue three and so on to kind of help keep long term readership going. So sales don't drop off titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Run his, run his suggestion by me one more time. Uh what do you think about the idea of a free or discounted issue number two with the purchase of a number one? So basically like if you stay committed to a series to help keep the sales numbers up. Yeah. So you as a comic book store owner. Yeah. You, you, you might, have to have you a might unique think that our discount is way better than it is <laughs> <laughs> because at at fifty percent off we're practically losing money <laughs> um, okay, would, so it's one of the things just trying to trying to keep that long term readership instead of just go, everybody going for the number one right and then dropping yeah. off mm-hmm. like significantly seventy yeah. percent something yeah. to to keep those numbers up. Yeah, a, a lot of the onus for that is on the publisher. Yeah. Um, and Marvel, I mean, for the past you know couple months since they've been doing this fresh start stuff, Marvel has been been doing some crazy uh, incentives with their issue number ones, and it's usually tied to ordering, you know, three hundred percent over what you would normally order, okay, for, you know, a similar a similar issue um, and giving, you know, all these crazy variants with it and, and other stuff. And it may, you know, um, and I, I think, you know, the publisher, especially Marvel in this case, they put, they put all of their eggs on in, in, in one basket, and that being, you know, issue number one. Um, and then comic shops, you know, 
basically pull back uh, their orders. I mean, if you don't have incentives for issue number two and you broke your budget on issue number one or the other number ones coming out that month, that month, um, because most shops will take a look at what the sales or the actual sales are of number one and then pull back to meet that. I mean, we sold, I, I don't, I don't usually do those kind of things. Um, I get, I try and estimate as well as I can, how many issues I'm going to need and then order, uh, the, you know, pretty close to the same for number one and number two. I mean, there is, there is a percentage drop off, but it's usually not that drastic. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's one of the toughest things about running a comic shop is trying to estimate demand and stuff like that, along with all these crazy hoops that, that the publishers make you jump through. I, I hear you though. Mm. It's a great idea. Um, but without, without publisher support, uh, our, our, we're, stores. yeah, our hands are a little more tied because Domino, Domino was really good. It yeah. was really, really good. Yep. Um, we sold out of issues one and two and three, um, and they do second prints. I now because I love the art and the stories, I don't care. I you know, and I'll order the second prints. Um, I'll order third, fourth, fifth prints, whatever they want to do. As long as it keeps selling, I'll I'll keep ordering. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, hope that answers your question. I'm sure he's satisfied with that answer. Yeah. <laughs> I would be. Anything else in the emails that you can find from anybody? Uh, no. That was it? It was a holiday week. Wow. Lazy this week. <laughs> yeah. Holiday week. Well, it is holiday week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still. We're oh, disappointed. Wait, I think I just got an, a, a question from <laughs> Christian. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who's sitting in the room? In the right. <laughs> uh, Christian asks, I don't, yeah, well, actually, it does deal with comics a little bit. With LeBron James coming to the Lakers oh, God. in mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, right? Mm. Um, is there a big-name artist or writer out there uh, a comic publisher could steal a way that makes a big impact? Well, I don't know, Bendis? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can Marvel steal him back? Uh, How is Jonathan? Uh, have you fi- did you finish up? Was did issue six come out this week? You it finished did. it up. What do you think? Um, First mini series. Bendis it, was it a home run? I I wouldn't say it was a home run, but it was good. It was like an infield home. Run. Okay. Okay. It wasn't Just, like a grand slam. Yeah, it wasn't a okay. grand slam. But it was because once good. again, I'm trepid. I'm <laughs> I'm very trepidatious about everything. Okay. Look, here's and here's the thing. It wasn't it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination bad it was actually really good but it wasn't pat gleason and tomasi and that the problem is that's that's my measuring stick now for how (laughs) superman's written and it was really good it just wasn't that level yet so are you even gonna get that again i don't know i might not (laughs) who knows but the thing is is it was good enough to keep me interested and if he if he stays on the level where he's at, I don't think it's going to be bad. I mean, cool. he sowed some seeds that he can definitely explore in both Superman and action comics. And, um, you know, especially the last issue, he got to work with Jason Baybach. Yeah. And I freaking love it. I heard that was a art. good issue. Oh, it was yeah. solid. It was solid. 
Um, some of the stuff that he, and it explained, it explained where Lois and John are. It explained why he's wearing the suit with the red trunks. It was one of those, it was one panel, and if you're not paying attention, you wouldn't have caught it. But I went, ah! Like, <laughs> There's the explanation right ah, there. Okay. That's why he's got the red trunks. It's not like some, like, ooh, like, new suit. It's actually an old suit. So that that's good. He, he's, people who are wanting to jump on with him, he's like, if you if you pay attention and go along with the ride, you'll get what you want. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, it's, it's worth reading, um, I think, all six. It's a good miniseries. Nice. Um, good appearance uh, by some of the side characters. Um, like I said, it kind of set. It, it seems to set up where Clark is. You know, there where Clark's going to be. Because mm-hmm. you were the, disappointed in the fifth one, weren't you? I was disappointed or? with with a what choice, he with yeah. a choice he did with with John, but that got flushed out a little bit more. Okay. And I still I still don't fully get it yet, mm-hmm. but it made more sense. Reading the last issue. Okay, that's good. So, because it explained, because the whole series, the crux of the series, kind of started with this new villain who wanted to like eradicate, and I mean like genocide, anything that had anything to do with Krypton. They he went into a little bit of that, but the other big mystery is where Lois and John were. Every issue, there was a couple of pages that kept kind of expanding on this particular scene mm-hmm. that took place with Lois and John. And fifth issue, they give you a little bit more, and I was like. No, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And then the whole sixth issue was that backstory, and then catching up to the current events with that character. And so there was a lot that he he did in uh, a pretty cool way. Um, it's hard to complain about an issue where Jason Faybox, the primary artist, it really <laughs> sure. is his his Superman's freaking perfect. Like his Justice League is perfect in my um, but uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm kind of excited for for um, action, one thousand one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's in two weeks. And yeah. Superman number one. So um, next plus, week we'll be reviewing that. And and he's they they threw some who's who of artists with him again. It's Ivan Reese or Reyes yeah. on Superman and Pat Gleason who's still yeah. like praise the Lord. Like I hope a little bit of that. You know, <laughs> magic rubs off on Bendis, or, or you know, Pat Gleason keeps him from straying too Did far. Did they finish off the up the whole Rogel Czar yeah. thing? It's done for the time being. Okay. So maybe the the changes. I mean, spoiler. <laughs> they banished him to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> dun dun dun. Okay. <laughs> it's like we don't really That's know what fun. to do right now. <laughs> Okay. This thing's unstoppable. Maybe you'll get a makeover while he's there. You know? <laughs> yeah, that character design was a little dated. Ugh, it was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, sorry, um, not sorry, Jim. That yeah. was horrible. Then, like, you could say the change of scenery to Marvel to DC maybe helped Bendis make a little fresh it story. Could have you know? been. Yeah. I'm, well, it, the thing is, is I mean, I've I even said when he was on that Defenders book, there were some good issues of yeah. that Defenders book. There is. That fight scene that he did so was was dynamite. <laughs> yeah. you know? And I don't know how much of that was him versus Marquez, Marquez yeah. but still, he was on the book. Yeah. So I, I'm Eight. excited. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm a little bit more positive now, but I'm still like hesitant. Okay. You know, Finish the okay. next arc. Yeah. We'll in, in Superman in action, <laughs> yeah. and we'll kind of okay. get a taste for everything. Any any other uh, just to go back to his question, any other uh, A listers you would like to see switch teams, writers, artists? I would like uh, I would have liked Jonathan Hickman to come over to, to DC, <laughs> but they yeah. had to spend so much money on yeah. Bendis. Um, I'd love to see Marquez 
in DC Sandbox. I'd love to see McNiven in DC Sandbox. <laughs> I'd love to see uh, Lionel Yu back in DC Sandbox because I think he did one story arc, if I'm not mistaken, on something in DC, and I can't remember what it is. Anymore. He did something for mm. DC, but then he went back over to who? At, let me I'm, uh, let me let me switch this up a little bit. Who at DC? Would you like to see go to Marvel? I think um, Scott Snyder would do well at Marvel. I even want to see Jeff Johns recreate someone like Hal Jordan over on the Marvel side. Yeah, well, That'd and Jeff. Yeah. That yeah. would be interesting. Jeff. No, Jeff needs to stay. Deep. Jeff well, did some work at Marvel. Yeah, but yeah. like, but it do was what he did short lived. Do what he Man. did to Hal to someone at Marvel. Dude, you know? <laughs> Jeff Johns doing Marvel Cosmic. Yeah. Doing, taking like the Guardians and the Celestials and Silver Surfer Galactic. You know who his Ms. favorite Marvel, Marvel character yeah. is, right? No. No. Hulk? No. <laughs> it's Colossus from the X Men. Huh. Dude. Really? Oh, yeah. That'd be yeah. I, I, I love X-Men. Colossus. Yeah. His favorite character at Marvel is Colossus. That so he could write, I guarantee you that knowing that, he could write a freaking X Men story that would blow your mind. Probably. Yeah. No doubt. Joey, you've read Zoe, you've read a lot <laughs> of Jeff Johns. Yes. <laughs> what is there a Marvel character you would like to see him write? Um I don't know. Who's your do you have a favorite Marvel character? Not really. No? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. DC girl. <laughs> yeah. What what graphic novel did you pick tonight for us, Zoe? Oh, Angel Orange. Green well, Lantern. Yeah, Green Lantern, Agent yeah, Orange. Green Lantern, Agent Orange. <laughs> and who's your favorite Green Lantern? Hal Jordan. That's right, yeah, he that's is. Right. Also, John Stewart is also. Yeah, there you go. that's a good second answer. Yeah. <laughs> you have to understand, Zoe's got Green Lantern earrings in right now. Yeah. She yeah. came prepared. Yes, so. she owns I everything have... Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> You're officially the coolest little girl that I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think. I think Scott Snyder could do good with yeah. some of the the darker stuff over there, street level stuff. I think yeah. I mean Jeff Johns he's created everything, so yeah. he can't write bad. He's yeah. Bad. <laughs> um I'm trying to think if there's another writer that that I would like to see. Well, we already know Tom King did because he did Vision. And yeah. Mark Mark Wade's been back and forth all Mark the time. Mark Wade's yeah. hopped yeah. back and yeah. forth forever. So uh, yeah, I mean well, now that new Superman's done, I wouldn't mind Gene oh, Yang yeah. jumping over to Marvel. But what character was, would you want to see him do? I'm not sure. I can't come up with one off the top of my head. I just want him over there. I'd, I'd read any <laughs> Or just have him create something like yeah. he did Ooh, within yeah, the framework with, like, of Marvel. Yeah, that would be really cool. So, Thanks, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We're going to go ahead and hop over to our review since that's it for questions yes mm-hmm. uh roger you want to tell us about the bat and the cat okay yep so um are, are we doing those back to back yeah we're gonna just kind of linearly go through okay both. so it'll be a slightly longer review. all right well yeah. for for uh batman we did batman issue number 50 written by tom king art by various <laughs> mainly uh michael janine yeah, yeah, he did the the main story, and then they they did uh, one page basically pinups. Yeah, splash yeah. page pinup type style, but they. I'll let you. Explain. Yeah, that um, really your book. That really confused me, though. That confused you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's a long read. Yeah. So you know, it did me too. I ended up about a third of the way in. I went ahead and just finished the main story, mm-hmm. and then I went back and oh. I read the letters I, I because I was I, like. I was reading them, and then I was like, 
what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I have no idea what they're doing. Like, like Batman's talking, and then Catwoman's talking. There's a picture. I'm like, what is this about? Yeah. They basically did letters for Batman and Catwoman wrote each other letters. Which And so the New York Times synopsis for this book mm. is they don't happy. get married. Yeah, they don't. Um, they basically leave each other at the altar. They had independently written uh, letters to one yeah. another, and neither one had finished their letter, and they were finishing it at the last minute, and they both got cold feet. And I kind of looked at it more as Catwoman leaving... Bruce, so did I because of well, because he was still there, he was waiting, yeah, Yeah, Yeah. no, he he that's yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, he waited around for an hour and then was like, okay, yeah, no, and we'll get she's not, she's not showing, and she she fails, Mm -hmm. we'll get to the reason in a minute because that Um, was that was just brutal, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I like this book a lot, yep, okay, I thought it, I thought it was. It was a strong comic. Um, the 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 issues that I have with it, and I'll and I'll keep these separate. Okay. From from my rating, uh, I really think DC missed an opportunity to tell some stories that they could never tell otherwise, and it was like a yeah. once in a generation thing. You're only going to go down this road, you know, once every twenty, thirty years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I wanted them to get married. I wanted. I wanted Bruce to attempt to find happiness and to allow someone else in his mm-hmm. life, someone closer than, you know, a 12 year old boy, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, his son. I wanted, or the Rob. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted them to take that chance. Uh, I read the New York times article on, on Monday mm-hmm. because I kind of knew <laughs> it was going that way anyway. And when I found out it was spoiled, I was like, okay, well, cool. Um, and I went and I read the article. I was surprised at how hard they spoiled. This I didn't issue. read the article. Tom how much King did they? Was oh, I yeah, because they basically gave a a play by play. His his yep. Twitter was basically like, "Hey, look, Batman Fifty's out Wednesday, and avoid spoilers." Like he said some other stuff, but I could, yeah. you could tell by how he it. Like not cool guys. Not cool. not cool. Like why would you do that? They're so. not getting embargoed issues anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and w- but I think that it was with DC's blessing, right? No clue. No idea. I would. It'd be foolish if it was. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think so too. Because then, I mean, you're, you that can only have one effect, and that's to suppress sales. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. If I. If I was somebody that was following, well, I have been following this devoutly, um, but if I had read that article in anticipation of that issue, I'd be really let down yeah. and really, really angry that that wasn't uh, surprised or that I didn't get to that naturally or organically. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, um, like, you did in the last couple issues, it's kind of like, are they really going to let him get married, you know, kind of thing? Because this mm-hmm. is Batman. He's mm-hmm. got to be. Right, and they pulled out all the stops. I mean, they sent out wedding invitations, mm-hmm. to, you know? Yeah. They made, they wanted you to think that they were going to get married, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and and I agree to an extent. I think, you know, just, and this is partly because of reading 
Tomasi and Gleason's Superman run with the dynamic that Clark being a family man had on those stories mm-hmm. right. how great all those were and why that that's my favorite run a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know Superman has a family and that just put a whole new spin on that character that made it really fun to read and that was like the book with heart and hope and everything yeah mm-hmm. now granted you don't read Batman for heart and hope <laughs> no. and all that like not necessarily the kind of hope that you get when you read Superman yeah but I think you're right. They did miss some opportunities to tell some unique stories that uh, that Tom King would specifically be engineered to he'd tell. Be so, he'd be the perfect guy to, to tell, tell these those stories, stories, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with why, why they didn't get married. I'm okay yeah. with that reason. But I would have rather them get married... And then come to that resolution, you know, hey, Batman, you need, you know, you can't, you can't be happy. You can't be happy and do what you do day in, day out. You know, the two don't mix. But, you know, let them take a year or two years to get to that point. Let them try. Let them try their hardest to make this work, you know. We've read Batman broken stories all the time. Like, that happens all the time. That's kind of part of Batman, so maybe try to do a different kind of story let us see something different and it'll end with him broken again usually it's batman but like at least try for something different i was hoping he'll get married i just wanted a mr and mrs batman story right so (laughs) bat and the cat yeah Yeah. Um, and you could do that i mean i don't and I, i don't know i don't know i don't know who got cold feet whether it was dc or well or if Tom King never, you know, if he if he wanted to tell the story yeah. and never. Well, you I know. think Tom King said something about the love story not being over, but I'm not sure how if he'll try again or what. I don't know how they I, would resolve it, and it that. could it could just be part of Tom King's big master plan. Maybe he is going to get him married. May, and maybe so, but and and they sneak it in, dude. I would I would I would love that more than anything else. If six months down the road. You know, they just they have an issue where they, you know, they show up and they, they you know, you, yeah, oh, we got yeah. married you know, in Vegas like bring, two months ago, guys. Right. Yeah. You bring your witness, I got mine. Yeah. You know, and they get married and you just kind of sneak that in there. I would like the whole, like, the villains at, so, I don't know, are we going to say what happened right at the end of Batman 50? Um, I think so. If not, let's. Well, I can leave that. Other let's way. okay. Let's break down some stuff that happens before that, and we'll leave yeah. the last page. Yes, okay. Because that. that that was a little bit of a what? That was a surprise. Yeah. That what was know. funny about that page is it reminded me. Oh yeah, I'm reading Batman. I'm not oh, reading yeah. a romance novel. Right, right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though they're in like their their costumes and everything, I was like, oh yeah, this is superheroes. There has to be villains and things. Well, because it was it's <laughs> okay. So, um, Zoe, who was it that was Catwoman's witness? Was that Holly? Yeah, it was Holly. Mm-hmm. Holly. It was Holly. What's her last name? Robinson. Robinson. Robinson yeah. Okay. Um, she popped up somewhere else. I yeah. can't remember where and in what run, but she. I did. don't. I don't know. I didn't read the books. Yeah, Catwoman basically takes her over to Wayne Mansion, uh, in a blindfold. Doesn't want her to know, you know, um, like she wouldn't realize it that yeah. it was Bruce. You know, yeah. there's only one guy, or maybe two. Yeah. With that kind of money in Gotham. Um, but she's, Holly is going to be her witness. And then you get this sense at the end that she betrayed her. Yeah. 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 
Well, one and one here's because you know why they don't get married, and it's we touched on this because Batman can't be happy, mm-hmm. and it seems like Selena is fully committed to this mm-hmm. until she talks. Until she talks, to Holly. Holly. they're in the car, yeah. right? In know. the well, even in this, uh, she's like this, what. The, yeah. the Englehart room. In oh, the right, yeah. right, right, right. That's where she says it. It's like, doesn't yeah. he have to be miserable? It says, yeah. um, where is it? It's insanity, isn't it, Selena? You know, we've known from the beginning. I just never, I don't know. I can't believe he's like this. He's never been like this. Selena says, what? And Holly says, happy. And, right, and you have that one panel where Selena's like thinking oh, about that, like yeah. that's sinking yeah. in. And, and what well, yeah. Holly says, he always seemed to need his misery. And that's where it kind of registers with Selena. Like, if I marry Bruce, yeah. that could have an effect on Batman. his mission as Batman. Yeah. Right. And she, part of what she says in the letter is all the good that Bruce does as Batman yeah. is because of all of his pain. Mm-hmm. And if she makes him happy, then that yeah. could go away. Yeah. Okay, here's kind of a weird thing, though. If... Because on the last page of this, you you know this this villain who I, I guess we'll we'll leave unnamed says um, that like my, my job is done. The bat is broken. Mm-hmm. Is he yeah. really? Wouldn't it make him stronger? Yeah. What, right. That's why I want to break him. Wouldn't are you are you giving me crap about not being a spoiler about being a spoiler podcast and not being a spoiler podcast? I don't know. He just has comments. I have texts that start. You're not on this week, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Holly took That's the blame probably for where it is. is what he's saying. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure you guys can't pick him up on the mic. Yeah. Because well, she, well, I mean, she was in prison and Catwoman B- busted her out. Broke her out to yeah. be her witness. Yeah. So, I'm going to send her back. Um. Okay. Now I completely lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about. Um, oh right. Yeah, okay. Holly. So, but is he really broken? I mean, to break the bat though, wouldn't you have to? Wouldn't you have to make him happy? Yeah. Let him. Let him have his. Is. Yeah. Well, this villain could. Remember, this villain's looking at it from one perspective. He doesn't really. He thinks he knows Bruce. But, does he really? Yeah. You know, that could be this villain's, you know, kind of mistake in this yeah. grand plan that he apparently has had for a while. I just want him to go at like Batman and Catwoman and be like, oh, ha ha, I won. And they're like, oh, no, we, we actually eloped like two months ago. You didn't win. Yeah. Like, yeah. Something. So I, I don't know. I really dug it, yeah. though. It was it was well done. I think Tom King's a master at making you just feel the feels. No, I okay. upset me still. So. I still have um, going back to what Zoe said initially, you know, about being confused with. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I found it very, uh, very choppy going through the letters. It was easier for me to read. I didn't, go mm-hmm. back at and first. Read the I didn't letters. know who was talking. Yeah. Because it confused me at first. Yeah, because if you don't pay attention when on the first page, it's just yeah. like bat and cat, you know, and. And then it takes you a few pages mm-hmm. in to figure out, oh, they're, you know, they wrote these letters to one mm. another. It worked for me because um, I figured out within kind of the first. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, I get, I get the pacing of what we're going to yeah. do. We're doing, 
this is past this right. is present, present. Yeah. yeah you know i kind of got oriented to that early on I so didn't, it worked for me i didn't have any issues with that either my thing was because they did spoil it ahead of time and i got spoiled and so like if you go through go through this book like i actually like the splash pages of all that stuff and the notes but it seemed like it was kind of like their vows back and forth it could have been read that way if you first yeah. go into it yeah, but that, that, yeah. i already uh, knew yeah if so you didn't yeah if, if if this wasn't spoiled that is a good angle that you a reader could take is that yeah. they wrote their vows to each other until you yeah get yeah which that's an see, excellent I thought, point yeah. i thought it was the vows but then when i read later on i'm like what she left hmm. yeah. she left him okay and there's a lot of great sp- splash pages too this to page, this page. which one? Mm, this oh, page. oh when they're the... kind of meeting oh in the that's, that's like so that's a really sense. artsy kind of the... shot of them walking you have to read from the here the to there yeah, to yeah. There, to i was there. like like how do i read this you gotta go back and forth back and forth back and forth yeah especially trying to show just motion through time. They're like walking towards each other. Mm-hmm. I'm like three. Because I think I mean that's that's the center page Selena. of yeah. the comic too. Yep, it is. Yeah, there yeah. were some bits in this book that got me, like that whole Alfred Bruce scene. Like that was great. That was great. great like scene. I that really, was great. I really like enjoyed the story overall, but the ending, I'm just, I'm still very disappointed. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm more mad that they spoiled it or just the ending in general, but both are. I'm not thrilled about it. Wi- you know, because I had not even thought about, you know, those being their vows mm-hmm. to each other. And I think that's exactly what he was doing. But yeah, having it spoiled, I tainted my view. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I didn't. So you don't think of it that so way. So it definitely impacted uh, my perception reading the mm-hmm. comic. Absolutely. I, yeah. That's what mm-hmm. it feels like now that mm-hmm. she said yeah. it out loud to yeah. you. Is that. Yeah. You know. Well, let's let's go ahead and rate it. Zoe, what'd you think? Um, four and a half. It's o- it's okay, but because uh, I don't understand it, because I haven't read it, I, don't, I haven't read the comics the comics before it, so I was kind of confused. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you. Page, I I'm gonna pages. give it four and a half stars too, and that's that's really trying to separate out all. And I was gonna give it four stars, and then realizing mm-hmm. that. That those were actually, I think, intended to be read like vows that had a yeah a twist ending in themselves. I think my having read the spoiler affected article that. yeah affected that too. I, I mm-hmm. think it's a great issue. I love I love how all of the the pinup pages kind of show their history together. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't read the um, article, so I had no idea what was going <laughs> on until the end. Okay, that was the letter. So, so that was a bit of a surprise to you. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. nice. Um, uh, it's a strong issue. It's a great mm-hmm. issue. It's it. I I, I I love him writing these two characters in this story. Yep. Uh, four and a half stars for the comic. I I really wish DC had gone a different route, but we'll see. Again, you know, hope 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 still lives. Yeah, Batman is not a my person. Uh, he doesn't pers- about hope. That's- <laughs> right? Well, give him a chance. I, I don't know. Did be, did did Batman have the blue la- the blue ring at one time? No. He? no. He, had no. He, had, he had the yellow ring. Up he here. had the yellow. He had the white. Yeah. yeah He's he had, had the, the green. He had the green. Yeah. Black. I don't know. He, uh, he had a black. But has he had a? He's had a black. Yeah. yeah. When they all died. But did he have? Did he ever have the blue? No. Uh, no. Barry Flash. has blue. Barry, yeah. Barry yeah, had Flash definitely Flash had blue. Has had a blue. And, and that's the only remember who had okay. the blue. Kayla, what would you rate this? 
uh, personal feelings, it's like two and a half. But like the overall book, <laughs> like it's still a solid book. It's still easily like four, four and a half. But personal feelings and all that, no, it knocks it down for me. Okay, mm-hmm. not not willing to separate your. I separate. I still gave it a four and a half on the technique, like the actual book. But it's sorry, I can't. You can't read no, four. Cool. <laughs> I. I think it's. Oh man, this is tough. Right. Say five. That's why I gave it like, two oh ratings. Because <laughs> it's it's near perfect. Like, and if you've been following, like King just has a way of like making you feel the feels. Like I said, um, I did now, not read issues forty eight and forty nine. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. So I had no idea what was going on. I just I had what uh, the cover was and also what uh, I was reading. That's all I had. For okay. That. It's okay. Like you, you actually could get gotten away with not reading the last two and still kind of understood mm-hmm. this. But one. they were really yeah. good. I liked them. Yeah, they were. It was Joker and Selena, like, not and the way that that was done was. Cool. Um, I, I'm gonna say five because this whole arc has just been such a. I think Nate, Nathan Armentrout said it uh, several shows ago, where he said Tom King convinced us all that we like romance comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do not. And I like action. I, well, <laughs> no, I do too, kiddo. I yeah. do. But it was one of those things where I didn't realize how much I liked a love story until it involved Batman and Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it's that, a, that was a story. You got that, another that 10 was like, years of yeah. romance <laughs> comics. Don't worry so, about that, though. Um, yeah, no. So yeah, it just, it was, it was not what I expected, and I think that's what I liked the most about it. Cool. So I'll, I'll give it a five. All right. So, wow. so are we following up with yep. uh, Catwoman? Tell us yeah. part okay. two. So uh, Catwoman, number one, written, drawn, lovingly <laughs> by Joelle Jones. Oh, I love that woman. Um, Catwoman, now that we know that that uh, she... Um, Something happened. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Left, she left Bruce on the rooftop. Yeah. Um she goes off to a new city and I'm I'm not sure what city it is. It she says V eight yeah. because on the, the police department it's V H something. Hmm. I'm yeah, I don't pretty think sure it says V H P D K T V H a lot. So um but she's in she's in a new city and there is uh an imposter, a catwoman imposter. The basically uh the the, the police, copycat, if the you copycat, will. Copycat, yeah. right? <laughs> um, the police uh, stops Selena because everybody knows that Selena's Catwoman, oh. and Catwoman killed a cop. Yeah. And um, so they, 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 you know, uh, come they across s- Selena, and because they just assume. Sorry, uh, I found the name. Villa Hermosa. Yeah. Okay. Via Hermosa. Yeah. Via Via. Is that what's called? <laughs> Gotta make Johnny proud. <laughs> <laughs> Villa Hermosa, Johnny. <laughs> um, I still can't find it. Oh, nice. It's, it's okay. Um, it's on the first page. It's on the first so, um, the police okay. try to oh, apprehend Catwoman, and you know that that's just not going to happen. Um, she escapes, um, and then she goes. She finds out, you know, from from a news broadcast basically that, you know. Uh, someone, well, and the fact that the police tried to arrest her, um, someone is out there impersonating her, and she, so, she, you know, that night she goes out, finds and the the girl who's trying to impersonate well, she's in her. her. Own costume, so yes. Um, 
She goes, uh, you know, to track her down, ends up in a room full of cat women dressed up like her. Um, and we get, I, I'm pretty sure this is a, a new villainess, too. Yep. I don't um, know who that girl is. Um, she just creeped me out. The one, the one who <laughs> had like, some serious yeah, makeover. That one, that one. Yeah. Yeah. She, she starts, creeped me out. She, she was well. She's people. the the governor's wife. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, she's you. You definitely get the strong sense that she's the one who's pulling all of the strings everywhere. She's, she's like, the mastermind. Um, yeah. She freaked me out when she started pulling. Well, all, that was the all point, Zoe. <laughs> right. I was like. One kind of hideous, right? Yeah. One of the things that I'm I like, like is there's the... a there, and I encourage anybody that picks up this issue to kind of read the back. Um, mm. to mm. breaking down a page with Joelle Jones, and they they ask her, you know, some questions. Hey, I got to do that. You told me that, and I yeah. never and I never went back. So to they read they go it. over yeah, her script process, this. like, and it's it's just a quick little page, uh, on pencils, on inking, and all that stuff. So if you like yeah. kind of the process that some of these artists do, oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's good. But she talks a little bit about how most of the villainesses in Gotham are these very you know, voluptuous, sexy women. <laughs> and she was like, I wanted to do something the exact opposite. I wanted to make her hideous and just ugly and that she has to, like, make herself up to be like that understand. when she's really not. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's a new take kind of on, or not a new take, but just a new villain and a new way of kind of presenting, right. you know, that. So I don't understand why she needs blood. Gets yeah, we don't know that her. yet. Yeah. We don't know that she either. She basically has like uh, a cancer or something. Yeah, yeah. like I don't know what they wrong. go out and they get. I, I can't remember what they call them, but her, her sons sure. look nice. Yeah, her yeah. sons are okay, and they're all like, they look "Mom, nice. you're yeah. looking well," <laughs> and she's like, "Cut the crap." <laughs> yeah, I. I love this issue. I, I love Joel Jones. I love her art. I love her writing. Um, she she kind of hooked me oh, I found the girl's with name. every every panel mm-hmm. of this book. Name. Mrs. Krill. Mrs. Krill. 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 Yeah, Krill. Raina Krill. Yeah, okay. I, I only found Mrs. Krill from this page. Pa- I'm pretty sure it's okay. Raina. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't know. Where does Raina go? Only I all all this page I see is Mrs. Krill. Oh, it's on another yeah, page. Don't worry about it. Yeah, on another page. Um, Kaylin. Yes. What'd you think? I actually really like this book. I I might have had some slight uh, annoyances with Batman Fifty going into this one because I didn't like one hundred percent love and adore this book. But I actually I I mean I'm gonna keep reading this series. I really liked it. I like the whole like obviously she's still going through stuff when she gets. Her suit at, suit at the end and having to deal with those feelings and whatnot, I'm interested in. And the oh, last sorry. page, like, come on. Yep. That's a good last page. All I won't the say, cats. I don't know. All yeah, the, the villainous, or who we're assuming is the mastermind, is Raina Creel, the governor's well, wife. Okay, so, um, I really dug the heck out of this. Um, Oh, that's a, yeah. yeah. Zoe, tell us about the scene that, that you're looking at. Okay, so she went to her kind of hotel thing. Her um, The person who owns the place, she gives her a package that she she received in the mor- morning. She opens it, and there's a Catwoman suit. And it says, there's a letter with it, and it says, it, I took it upon myself to forward your, your belongings, as I am 
for sure they will be missed. Pennyworth. And she starts crying. She throws it across the room. And all the cats are in there. They look alarmed. And she she goes into a corner to cry. Yeah. And so she, then she hears then she hears the news report. And then she le- she puts on her, her catwoman suit and leaves to go yeah. find yeah. copy cat. So Alfred and that that was just as you know a short series of panels that really had the emotional impact to yeah. show you where she was at that. You know, she had just left Bruce. But she couldn't sleep. It says in the first place. Yeah. She yeah. couldn't sleep for weeks. Right. And even the people who own the place, they're like, have you been sleeping? She's like, no. And she, it says, try more milk or um, <laughs> or whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of puts you in where in Catwoman's head. She mm-hmm. can't sleep. She yeah. says she gets her, her costume yeah. from Alfred, and it messes her up. She's, you know. Yeah. She's upset. She's not. Uh, it, it shows that it was not something that was easy for her to do. Right. Yeah. She yeah. she made a sacrifice on the behalf of keeping Batman it going. It seems like she that wanted... That had a negative effect on her. It seems like she mm-hmm. wanted to get married, but but when... Um, but when... Um, Holly. Holly. Holly told her about uh, him being happy, she realized that she couldn't marry him because he wouldn't be Batman no more. Yeah. He'd be like... He wouldn't fight crime or anything. Like or at least that's what she was concerned about. Yeah. yeah, and it's all Holly's fault. Yeah, yeah, it is. Thanks, Holly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Holly, 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 who was being manipulated by another yeah. villain person. I just want to <laughs> say that part in that in the Batman Fifty because that part really confused me. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> I yeah, I I love this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good book. It yeah. it's it's paced well. Um. It's it's hard to complain at all it's about pretty. any of the art. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much sold. Um, after reading the other stuff that Joelle Jones has done, Lady Killer, Supergirl being super, and there was something else that we I read that she was on. I think she she did an issue. She did a couple issues of Batman so. with Tom King. Did she write? Did she write super, being super? She did the art she on did? it. Oh, she did the art. Okay. Because yeah. that was like Mariko Tamaki, right? Yes. Okay. Very good book also. Yeah. Very good book also. Um, that was where I first, I think, really paid attention to Joelle Jones's art because that was what drew me in as I saw that cover. And I was like, that's good. It's interior. Is good. That cover, and then, the cover, like, it interested, it interested me. I was like, ooh, what yeah. is this about? And so I, I like, Read this as fast as I read this slowly but carefully, <laughs> also fast, because uh, I really want to read this and I really like this book. Yeah, I love the cover. Yeah. I love the cover because it breaks the fourth wall, which is not yeah. oh, which right. is not yeah. Catwoman's thing. But she's holding a copy of Batman yeah. Fifty. Yeah. I do or which, I don't yeah. read Batman Fifty first. Yeah. You'll spoil the whole thing. Yeah, but um, and oh my God, it's gorgeous. I mean, the oh, cover is gorgeous. Really pretty. Mm-hmm. So her her yeah, own. after after reading Supergirl being super and then us reviewing Lady Killer, um, I was pretty much sold on Joelle Jones as a as an artist and writer. So she's got yeah, she's got she's got a rare gift well, this to have both. It, it, it's like Jeff Lemire, you yeah. know. I mean yeah. to have um, to have, but I, I hope I hope that she can keep up with this book because it's killer. Yeah. The copycat part interests me. I'm like I want to read more of this. Because I'm like, I want to see what happens. I want to know what's going on. I, if I could get this. a commission of every, like, female character in the DC universe done 
by Joelle Jones, I probably would. You better do it now. I'm sure her stock yeah. is going up. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. If I can find her at a convention, I will do my best because her Selena is absolutely like freaking beautiful. Perfect. That's so good. Yeah. It's perfect. I'd love to see all the other characters done by her. Mm-hmm. So, Kayla, write this book. Uh, Four and a half stars. Zoe? I want to give it a five, but I also kind of don't. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I don't know. I, I don't want to give it a five. I was hoping that they would get married. Well, this has no. Oh, like, I mean, okay. also, I know, Remember, I this know, isn't I the know, wedding I issue. This I know, is. I okay, Zoe. I, I know. Know. feel you, Zoe. But also, the girl she creep creep me out. And That's the point. Yeah, Zoe. I know. But <laughs> mission accomplished. But, <laughs> but okay, I went right at four and a half. It creeped okay. her out. It made her joy slightly less. Let her rate it what she yeah. wants. <laughs> Uh, it's a five for me. What a home run. Yep. I loved it. Five for me. Uh, it hooked me. Art's great. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Keep dumping that cash behind or in front of uh, Joelle Jones and making her. DC's happy. got the dump truck these days, yeah. apparently. So. What are we doing? We are going to do Lady Mechanica next. Oh, that I'm one confused me so much. <laughs> We're doing Lady Mechanica, and I'm going to jack this title up because uh, if, if you're not familiar, Lady Mechanica is an ongoing series that's not ongoing. There I, are, I, I don't know. There's like two mini-series a year, essentially, that happen, and but it does build off of the previous one. So it's a way for Joe Benitez because if you've ever seen Joe Benitez's art, very detailed, very pretty. Um, it's a way for him to kind of keep a book out on a regular schedule. So, um, but every time he, he comes back with from his breaks, it's always a number one, and it's like kind of serialized in a particular story arc. So, mm-hmm. it's always Lady Mechanica and like a title. So, this is Lady Mechanica number one, La Belle Dame Sans Mercy. It's French, and even I, though I my last you were name speaking is, my language, yeah, <laughs> even though my last saying, name is French. Good. <laughs> really? Your I last can't. name is French? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, though. It's, <laughs> it's not coat. Yeah, it's not despite, coat. Despite what the Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> Long day. <laughs> anyway, um, and this picks up, this actually picks up if you guys had a chance uh, to grab, there was a free comic book day issue that had uh, a piece of another story arc that he's already put in, in print. Um, and then it was a tease to this story arc. So I, I recommend if you can get your hands on a free comic book day issue of this, do it. Because there is a slight reference to that free comic book day issue in here. There is. It's not super necessary, but it does enhance kind of the reading. And like I've said before, I encourage anybody that wants something different that likes steampunk or if you just want... Indiana Jones and Sherlock Holmes mixed into mm-hmm. an awesome female character. This is the book for you. Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> huh? Sherlock Gnomes. I watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but I um, this picks up after, like Roger said earlier, there's a lot of water under the bridge in this issue. So if you're just, you see number one on the issue, the temptation would be like, oh, just hop on. And I, I would recommend hopping on. But read this whole series. Read all the trades. Read this. This, Read what you can because it's 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 fantastic. This first page it confused me because it, it doesn't continue. This on. is what we call a prologue, know. Zoe. Okay, this is a tease. Though. This is this is a scene that isn't necessarily necessarily related to the immediate story that follows, mm-hmm. but kind of sets the tone for the entirety of the story arc. So yeah. that makes sense. I, I when I first read that, I was like, okay, it's going to go back to that part, and then it didn't. I was like. 
Wait, what? Well, it kind of did. <laughs> it, they remember at uh, towards the end, she ends up going to an oh, art yeah, exhibit yeah. and talking about, and we and we find out that the artist died, mm-hmm. you know, and that how he was a yeah. genius. Let's talk about this first yeah. page. Go so, ahead. uh, it yes, it starts with a quote that says, "All art is immortal." And it's by Oscar Wilde. And it's this artist. Uh, and this is just a single page setup. This artist is furiously making all these paintings and, and all this stuff. And he's just talking about how he has to finish. Um, and somebody's calling him. And he says, you know, I must finish my work before, before. And then he goes, ah. And there's this mysterious purpley kind of mist or magic dust or whatever it is. I'm like, what? And it we're assuming kills him and we find out later yeah. that it does kill him. And yeah. then Lady I'm, Mechanica, or that when, he died or that yeah. he, died. He, he died. And, um, he had clearly some sort of inspiration that caused him to work furiously. That's, that's yeah. kind of what we're left with. Right. Yeah. And then we move on to, well, I, I didn't assume that he died. I assume like something else happened. I don't know. Look at that eyeball I there. Know, Does that look I like know. the eyeball of a living I man, know. Zoe? <laughs> yeah. I know. That. I was assuming something else might have happened. Like, <laughs> or he went, he went to crazy mode or something. I did go into crazy mode. He was kind of in crazy mode already. <laughs> but um, but then it, and, and then we move into the actual story at hand. And we're finding, if you didn't read the free comic book day issue, I'll set I it up. There's it. a longtime villain that if in the very first story arc of Lady Mechanica, Lord Blackpool, he is, uh, and if you're unfamiliar with the series as a whole, Lady Mechanica, uh, kind of a PI, if you will, within uh, London during like steampunk era 18, I think this is 86, mm-hmm. 81, excuse me. I think so. Um, yes. She has no recollection of her past. She has cybernetic enhancements that are kind of steampunkish to the time. Uh, and she's got different eyes. She's got like red eyes. Mm-hmm. She has no clue who did this to her. So she's got mechanical arms, mechanical legs, and who, uh, okay. eyes. This is like one question. Who yep. and what is Lady Mechanica? Because I had... When I That's what I'm explaining right now. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's good. <laughs> yeah, I just, I Stay need, with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need that question answered because I'm like, what the hell? So, <laughs> yeah, stay with me. So uh, <laughs> she has no clue of who she was before. Somebody mm-hmm. captured her and did that to her, but mm-hmm. she doesn't know. But in the meantime, she's made kind of a name for herself as kind of, like I said, a private investigator of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an adventurer. That's why I say she's kind of like Sherlock Holmes and Indiana Jones mm-hmm. mixed into one because some... she does some globe trotting and some adventuring, but she's also like solving mysteries at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's, right. some okay. parts, she decides there's some to... parts. And that's the, it's, I think one of the parts said about more Lady Mechanicas. And yes, there's a, there's a there's an imposter that's out there, or not an imposter, but there's another one that's similar. That and that's specific to this issue. So if mm-hmm. you haven't, just let's stay let's stay at the but front half first. Though. This gr- <laughs> the, uh, lady mechanica, uh-huh. um, and and this is why I would I would really encourage it rather than jumping on like Jonathan said, start from volume one because yeah. what you, you really all of his miniseries build on each other. Yeah. Um, and you find out in the first graphic novel that Lady Mechanica, she's um, kind of a clockwork woman who's part machine, part uh, or all machine. No, she still she's, has she's yeah, still, it's arms, she's legs. She's part machine, part uh, she, she has, she has her, automaton. She, yeah. She has her um, 
her chest and stomach. Yeah. yeah. But she starts, she has no, she has no recollection of her past or who made her. Mm -hmm. So she starts her own detective agency in order to find out clues about her past. And in the process, she helps others with kind of their supernatural mysteries yeah. along the way. And so, yeah, and, that, and that's a great explanation. And so she's had several adventures. She's uh, gone from, I think the first story arc was Mystery of the Mechanical Corpse. Cause, and that's what starts this whole thing is she finds another girl like her. And right. so it hasn't been since that first story arc that Mechanica has come across another person like her. And that, for, that first person she came across was already dead. Right. So, like I said, she's done some globe trotting, some traveling, and and other adventures and things like that. And now, in the free comic book day issue, she finds a mechanical arm similarly oh, yes, similarly uh, engineered like hers, and it ends up in the possession of her kind of arch nemesis, Lord Blackpool, who's the first villain we meet in the very first story arc. Right. And so, the free comic book day issue is her breaking into Blackpool's factory to steal it, but being met or meeting. By this, by this other mysterious woman that's like her. Mm. And she kind of, for, you know, Mechanica's kind of, you know, tough. She's tough to beat. And she gets the drop on Mechanica and gets away with the arm. And so that's, like, one of the first times we really, like, see, like, Mechanica kind of, like, get knocked back and be what like, just what happened? just happened? You this, know, kind of thing. This book interested me. I want, I want to read more now. You should. Yeah, yeah. I do. Because... Uh, I like mystery. I like investigate. I like when people investigate and all that. Then you'll love this book, but mm -hmm. you'll yeah. want to start. You'll want to start with volume one. Because yep. isn't this yeah. like the start of volume four or volume five? Five. five. five? Yeah. Okay. okay. Who's Mr. Lewis? I have no idea. Okay, so Mr. Lewis, Mr. Lewis like, is her friend that helps her out. He's kind of an engineer <clears throat> and a scientist, also. Uh huh. He's really smart, but mm -hmm. we learned a couple. He he's always drunk because yeah. he's dealing with a lot of kind of personal problems what, and we find out well we find out in a previous story arc mm -hmm. that he was responsible or he was led to believe he was responsible for a lot of people dying at mm -hmm. the factory that he used to work at but that was actually orchestrated by someone else and he right. kind of took the blame and blames himself mm -hmm. still blames himself because what, they're all what is himself. that thing he was drinking that lady mechanic that took away she oh. took away something it was probably something that was at least a hundred proof. <laughs> she said that I said the drink is going to kill you. Yeah, it's, it's, al it's alcohol. It's alcohol. It's alcohol. It's adult theme, Zoe. Okay. <laughs> but um, so yeah, and if you've been following the series, he's still kind of out of sorts. But that apparently is going to be a big crux of this series because. One of the things that ends up happening is is he gets this muse that he's engaged to, and I forgot her name. Right, and she's oh, in purple. Girl. She's the in purple she like the yeah. mist. Yeah, like the weird right. that we see in the beginning. So that's just yeah. a, a visual clue. And see, so and he I'm says, "I want to introduce you to my muse." And so there's something. Yeah, and when we meet. Mr. Lewis, he's no longer drunk. He's he's, he's charged up and psyched, and he's coming he's up building, with all these ideas, yeah, which he hasn't done in a long time. Yeah. Like right. he's super inspired. So that's another clue for you there, Zoe. Yeah, it's yeah. Leanna. That yeah. Yeah, Leanna. She. And she, yeah. and we and they're engaged already. Yeah. After yeah. like mm, a couple oh, of days. Yeah. I mean. This. Yeah, it seems like that. So. Um, I don't know why I but haven't read this, this series. Okay. Isn't it great? <laughs> it's just, what, yeah, what did you think of it, Caleb? Did this little girl make that bear? Or did her, her, her uncle is 
Oh, I Mr. love the two little girls in this. Oh yeah, Winifred yeah. and um, Miss oh, the little girl that like, she, yeah. with her with her clockwork teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. She I'm not going to spoil everything for you, Zoe. You I have know. to read the series. Read the series, Zoe. <laughs> Winifred. Winifred is uh, Mr. Lewis's niece. Okay. And so I believe she kind of inherited his uh, ingenuity. Okay. That kind of makes yeah. That yeah. kind of makes yeah. sense. His gift for mechanical engineering. And then this girl, this girl, she was funny. Yeah. I love this one. I think I've, oh. with Lady She's Mechanica, funny. I'm pretty sure I've read like three number ones from like different series and I've always loved them. But for some reason, I even have like one of the hardcovers that I think has like one or two it arcs in it. It should have the first still, two stories. This is yeah. my first And I still one. haven't sat down and read through this. I don't know why. Every time I read this, I'm like, oh, this is so good. And I just, I don't know. So I have Lady problems. Mechanica dresses up like she's normal, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because uh, she has the goggles covering her eyes. Well, she wears the sunglasses to basically cover her red eyes so she doesn't mm -hmm. freak people out. Yeah. yeah. So people aren't going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I love about all these issues... Dude, right? Oh, oh the splash page. Yeah. Yeah. So, Benitez like always includes a pinup like of whatever this. the cover is. It's so nice. It's and so I, nice. I like this. It I makes really me want to buy an extra one so I can remove I know. this well, and yeah, not you, feel you bad. Get, yeah. You get to the middle of the comic and you stop. And you're like, I'm just gonna keep that there. For yeah, the you just open it up and <laughs> just mean, admire his his beautiful artwork. You're not taking out any of the panels. You can remove it. It's I just, know. it's just. But I uh, want to do it carefully. Oh, so I don't know. Damage. So no ads. No, he oh, always just, does that. So it's, it's ads just on ads. the other side. Yeah, yeah that well, no, that's what No story. Just no ads story. on both sides. It's but just ads I'm on always both weary sides. of when I pull it out that I'm gonna jack up. I no. can do it. You said that with such confidence. I have experience <laughs> taking comics apart. I have. You do? Yeah. By the way, I Kayla, you're going to have to like, get a pinup that we or, do. Uh, oh, yeah, that. <laughs> a thing when you go down there for me again, because yes. I've gotten two from him so far. I have to keep the nice. trend going. I've, I've, he needs a third. I wanted to. I would have asked my dad to get me one of these, get two of these for me, and then I could get this picture out and then pin it up to my wall. Or just Kira, have just have Roger Kira. do it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah just I'll do Kira, it. Kira would Done. be like, "Why are you I'll putting that on your wall?" I'm like, "She's amazing." <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I yep. say to anybody listening out there, you know, I mean, we love indie comics. Yep. You know, our store there's a lot of a lot of great stuff uh, in in indie comics. I think that currently today. I think this is the best original property yes. in original in in uh, indie comics. Period. I can't. Mm -hmm. I look forward to this every time it's out, and I have yet to be disappointed by any of his miniseries. And the way I haven't read his miniseries, so I want to read them now. <laughs> going back, you know, one of the beautiful that this could be ongoing, but I understand why he takes his time. Yeah, because. He, it's like you open up, you know, you open up this book, you start a new series, and it's all, you know, there's connective tissue through all of the story arcs. He puts Each so one much. has its own focus, mm -hmm. but you see character development from miniseries to miniseries to miniseries. Yeah. I highly recommend starting from volume one. Um, but you won't be and, disappointed. And everybody should read it. You yeah. should, I mean, the, the storytelling is fantastic. The art is unparalleled. I Your son it. Alex. Yeah. Not a, not really a comic guy. Yeah. What's his favorite comic? Um, seriously. <laughs> what is it? Lady Mechanica. Really? I was at Mouse Guard. I don't know. 
Well, because remember, I remember you telling me. <laughs> You're asking me to remember. Well, I remember the <laughs> story funny. you told me. Okay. About Lady Mechanica. Okay. Like, that's why I rely on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Teresa. I was just gonna have you do it. But. <laughs> so I remember when you first pitched me on this. You first you showed me the cover and everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that looks awesome. And then you know it's the same on the interiors. And I was like, okay. So yeah, we're talking. Five years ago? Six years ago, probably. Yeah. It was like yeah. 2011. How would you remember? I, mean, right? I don't, I can't I don't remember. I'm fairly certain it was 2011 anyway, go ahead. as well. So, but you told me, you said you guys life. were on a flight or something like that, and you gave Alex some stuff to read, and one of it, and he, you know, Alex is not a comic guy. Yeah, no. You know, and he, he's been around this his whole life, so he's like, yeah, whatever. Right. But you gave him an issue of Lady Mechanica, and he came back and was like, you got more. the other ones? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, more, and, I need okay. them. And <laughs> I'm trusting you on this, yeah. by the way. Uh, this, if, to if, the best of my recollection, this was the story, okay? If, so. if this is not it, then we're not going to trust you. <laughs> no more so so Kayla. <laughs> he ended up reading all the ones that you had, which was only three issues at the time, because yeah, there was this. Yeah. There was a huge legal battle of the rights and ownership of this character between Joe Benitez and the original publisher, Aspen Comics. Right. Okay? So it delayed him getting issues out. For years. Yeah, yeah. And it was like all hope was lost, but then there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Benitez clearly believed and wanted this property because he gutted it out, won the legal battle, and then promptly put out issue four, which was the end to, uh, I believe, the first story arc. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that debuted, though, uh, at at Comic-Con. Right. And that was the first Comic-Con I think you sent me to for yes, the shop. Yes, it, it was. And I had to go and bring back I a bunch of those it. Comic-Con variants. And one of the first ones you gave was to Alex so he could finally he read could the it, end yeah. of the story arc. That all seems vaguely familiar. Yeah. I, I would well, that kind of happened in a haze of a mountain of comics back there before right. you were still doing like... 2,500, yeah. you know, or more. Yeah. We're, a week. Yeah, three to 4,000 a week. Yeah. I would love to go to Comic Con because it sounds so awesome. But mm-hmm. I don't, I want to go. I just, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. that was a complete aside <laughs> yeah, to anyway. this whole book. Yes. Uh, the end of this book, uh, Lady Mechanica actually gets some flashbacks to what happened to her when for she's the walking first time. around. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah. Because one of the things that is the crux of this story is uh, her inspector friend finds a house that this mechanical arm was found at, and he right. gives her the address to go check out this house. And as she's being kind of given the said, tour. He said that you shouldn't go by yourself. Yeah. He, he wanted her to go with Mr. Mr. Lewis, Lewis, but he was busy. Mr. Lewis was busy with his new fiance. Yeah. Didn't so, show up. He didn't so show up. I didn't be, she's walking around on this tour, and yeah. she gets kind of a flashback. And it's a callback to issue zero, actually, because there's a zero issue to this series. Hmm. Um, uh, I did not. Shows a mysterious figure sitting in an armchair that you can't really see petting a creature that we know <laughs> right. is that was creepy. Yeah, yeah. Ucky was the name. Yeah. Of the, was the name of the creeper from, or creature from issue well, zero? Well, she said Ucky. Yep, she says she Ucky. Said, Ucky. Oh, that's what that. Was. And he's like, yeah. Madam. You got to I'm telling you, like this was this was a rewarding thing because I, as a reader <laughs> that's been on from issue zero right. up, I was like, oh. <gasps> So this might be a story arc that we get a little bit more you in have, depth on her past. You have to oh. drop her like, <gasps> yeah. So, and it ends That's on a big cliffhanger. She somebody right. gets the drop on her, and yeah. for the first time, we're left kind of in this in this situation of Lady Mechanica being captured. Well, she's, she's kind of, yeah, she's in trouble. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know what she is. She like is she like Lady Mechanica? We don't know. Well, we, in the, when yeah. it says we don't know. Issue, her, the cover, the picture there, it has the ray gun that Mr. Lewis made. 
The right. stun gun? Yeah. The well, stun gun, yeah. Right, because she had stuff. that in the previous panel. You see yeah. she's, yeah. Oh, yeah, he gave it to her. But she got, she got electrocuted, and she's got the gun, but she wasn't able to, to use, use it, it in time. time. Yeah, she had the gun out. Yeah, so, see, the, she had that gun out, and then she um, fell unconscious. So now what you'll probably have to do, Zoe, is catch up. Yeah. <laughs> you have probably like 30 days. <laughs> to read the four volumes. The four volumes. I'll probably read them because I read in the middle of the night. Kira's telling me, go to sleep, Zoe. I'm like, and I you're need, reading? I'm reading. I'm like, good girl. I just, I, I, <laughs> she was like, put the light. Because I have a book light. My dad bought me a book light. Me and Kira, book lights. Book lights. And um, I use them. And Kira's like, go to sleep. I'm like, <laughs> I go under my cover and I put another blanket on top of me. She's like, I can still see the light. I'm like, be quiet. That's awesome. <laughs> so what would you rate this, Zoe? Five. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. I love this book. I love nice. it. So you're hooked now. Yes. I all, need to read more. And you got more. a lot of questions. I want to read it's more. five. That's good. Yeah. Well, you you already answered my other question of what is going on. And you, you already <laughs> answered it without me even asking But you you'll find the nice thing about going back and catching up will be Finding it, there's more. so much yeah. that happens. And it's so cool. It's five stars for me. I Every time this book comes out, um. Man, Hulk. I swoon. Yeah, it's it's so good. And like Jonathan said, you get some payoff in this series, or at least at least enough to the make promise, you feel, the promise yeah. of a payoff in this that she's getting a little closer to finding out what's going on, who yeah. she is, yeah, who she is, and what is what what happened. Yeah, like she in the what so. was she doing? She she. A guy found a mechanical an arm. Yeah, yeah. An arm in that. And she's trying to investigate that. Yeah, she's trying yeah. to find out who who. Because maybe that's the person who built her. Yeah. Yeah. Five stars that for might me. Have been. I'll probably five stars also because, like I said, this book has honestly hooked me like three times, and I'm just a really lazy reader. I, 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 I this it yet. Well, this is my first time reading it. Um, mm. if it's my first time reading it and it's number one, I'm like, I need to read the others now. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Do I even need to say it? <laughs> Do I need to say it? Four Go stars, ahead. right? Like three stars, maybe? Come on. No. <laughs> nice. Five stars every time. I'm, I'm probably never going to not rate this book five stars because consistently, for your dollar, the yeah. fact that it's indie, it's done by Joe Benitez with a ton of love. What like, if Bendis took over, though? No. Stop, <laughs> stop. It wouldn't happen. I it, Dick Spencer. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Just shoot me, shoot me in the face the day that right. happens. Um, I really, I love supporting Joe Benitez. I've met him; he's a great guy. Um, works hard. You can tell he's passionate about this character in particular. You know, obviously it's his baby; he created it. Yeah. Um, I would love to see more merchandise somehow made. I'd love to see action figures, action figures or statues. Yeah, I think no they did what. one statue at one point, and it was like a limited exclusive uh, something. But it was of the, the the issue one or zero of her holding the rifle. There's nice. a statue of that. Yeah. There is. Skeleton I don't Crew know. Studios did it, I think. Oh my god. If they did a movie on this, or uh, yeah, even awesome. a series, it'd be fan. There's there's enough potential here to tell a ton of great stories in other media as well. I mm-hmm. cannot believe it hasn't been picked up. I I, I should I, be HBO that. should have this right. Yeah. Some, or even AMC because it's no. it's not even really a. It's not even really AMC? a mature a- book. AMC. No, oh no, it's not. They could do it. I, I just, I, 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 I talking about the budget because of the production value. Yeah, yeah, that they could, true. You know, 
Yeah. Well, Constantinople, I'm in Tampa. But we'll see. I, yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope this book makes Benitez filthy, stinking rich. Yeah. Because everybody should be reading this. It's yep. just. It's that good. Well, be all the five stars of people who are listening. That's right. They're probably, they're probably better gonna read. That's right. ACP certified. Come right here mm-hmm. well, like, the next day, and they're gonna grab a bunch of that. All right. <laughs> Kayla. Oh right, we're still doing the. We're still doing reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly we're taking longer. a long time. All right, we did Captain America number one by Tanahisi Coates. <laughs> All right, so this book is about Captain America. Surprise, surprise. So he is trying to, uh, he's Cap's fighting a bunch of nuke cyborgs. They look like him. And the American flag on. Yes, with the American flag on their face and dealing with people still upset about Hydra Cap and all that going on and trying to figure out who's putting out these nuke cyborgs. And well, the, cyborgs said they the most them. interesting part of this book for me, though, is the beginning and the end where a couple of uh, Russian ladies are taking down a bunch of Hydra agents and, like, oh, that? it's so good. It's so good. My favorite line in this book, Mother Russia may have lost her heroes, but we still have our winter. That's a really good line. Okay, I'm That is sorry. a good line. The I air? like this book, though. Oh, yeah, Hydra. Uh, I'm it. in this weird place with this book. I think this was mm-hmm. the weakest book we read. I, I had no idea what was going on in this book. I, and honestly, I, I think this is this is a book I really want to keep reading. Really? I want to know what's going to go on mm-hmm. next. I you mean, there are, Kayla and I were talking about this before. Yeah. And you, yeah, you missed out on that conversation. I'm, I'm where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Kayla, go ahead. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, sure. uh, I I like this book. Roger brought up some good points. There are some like weak points, especially with like some of the action and the middle part. I think is kind of some of the weaker stuff, like with Cap and how they kind of cut parts together. But like the overall story, like with the Russians going on and what's going on with Cap and still having to deal with being or having that Hydra Cap and that like stain on his Who's, name. Going that was still on. never properly Who's like 13? addressed. I don't know. That's Sharon, Sharon Carter. Carter. Yeah. Who? Sharon his girlfriend. Uh, his, okay. his girlfriend from the past. Yeah. The future, technically. Well, <laughs> yeah. He's from the yeah. past. <laughs> I think she was stuck in a dimension and came out much older. Something Ooh, like that. What? That I, I was like, I what know. is going on until that got they, addressed yeah. in conversation? I'm glad they at yeah. least addressed it because I, w- yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't read it, much of the previous yeah. Captain what, what, America wait, stuff. What happened to Black Widow? Because it's showing her. Oh, she died. There was a panel. I, I, what? I was, in yeah. Secret Empire. Did oh, you see yeah. She was killed in Secret Empire? Did you see the panel? No. She, there's, she's on the floor. It looks like she's... She was? I thought she was. Was she? Christian yeah. said she was. No, I think... Yeah. But she's what? not dead she's, now, right? Well, there's no, there's a weird... This. It's Marvel. She's dead, not God dead. dang it. This is why I hate, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's a superhero thing. Nobody dies in superhero books. Yeah. This part in the book, I'm like... No, I'm... Well, I mean... There's something else that happens. Obviously, it's comics. She's dead, not dead. But I think that there was another issue that where they indicated that she actually wasn't dead. What issue? There was that issue I was telling you about with the Hawkeye and Winter Soldier. Yes. That whole thing. That, that was after she, quote unquote, died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Roger brought up some good points about like some issues with the writing that he had. But I and I noticed them as well. There are some like choppy bits in there, but for the most part, I actually really enjoyed his my, writing my, style. My biggest overall issue mm. with with this book is Ta-Nehisi Coates's choice to revisit Hydra Cap, mm-hmm. and you know you have some people going, um, 
you know, aren't you Hydra or whatever? And he's like, no, that wasn't me. You know, they, he was kind of being blamed for, well, you know, clones, some stuff. The clones were. Uh, so yeah. Like, you betrayed us. Why did you betray us and all that? And I I don't want to revisit Hydra Cat. I don't. <laughs> like, I just. I, I wish he had just moved on and mm-hmm. gone. That, hey, this is Steve Rogers. We all Rogers, agree that that's new... pretty much something that Marvel should ignore. Well, because that was handled so ham-fistedly like they never really addressed that you liked it of course you did i hated everything that's about an expensive for you how, too though but the thing is is it was it, he it was captain america but it wasn't yeah exactly yeah, that it was, was so stupid the way that they they what? just kind of finished that off they're like we need to end this so uh, we're the clones like him right no, those were just like No, that's a based of... off another character. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. another villain. And like named this Nuke. part, he says, why, Captain? Why did you betray us? Why would he let us Talk about the other. Nameless. Yeah, the yeah. Hydra Cap. Mm. Um, yeah, so ultimately, okay. Uh, I'm going to break down my feelings on this book. So break it down. I didn't, I didn't like. The fact that they went back to Hydra Cap, mm-hmm. I think that Wait, I think that um, that Coates maybe felt he needed to. Okay, that's fine, but ultimately <laughs> this story, um, because you know, with with it being a story set partly in Russia and partly in the U.S., it's mm-hmm. an allegory for our current times. Yeah, um, I have uh, I have a lot of hope that maybe he can he can capture some of the mood. Um, in the country, you know, uh, you know, from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe, maybe as objectively as he can. We'll see. Um, I loved, you know, the first quarter of this book. I loved, you know, the stuff with Russia, this new character, the, mm-hmm. you know, these these women. Yeah. Um, one of whom is, I mean, she'll literally suck the life out of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the middle half of this book, all of the... You know, there's basically chaos in DC. Yeah. And again, I think that was intentional. Um, there's a, a lot of stuff going down, people being killed. Um, I, again, I think in, in our conversation, Kayla said, I think that he did that to show that the stakes are real. Yeah. Um, but I found that the entire middle portion of this book to be ill-constructed, um, choppy storytelling that was kind of hard to follow. I didn't want him to, to even touch Hydra Cap, but he did. But then at, at the end of the last quarter of this book, you come back to this thing with Russia and these coal, you know, and I, and I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I, I have. I think more of a problem with the way Tanisi Coates constructs a comic overall mm-hmm. in his storytelling. Um, I want him to pull me in. I want this to be uh, a good series. I don't, you know, the comic itself I think is is okay, uh, and it, but it has potential. Yeah, with good art. I can see that. Great I've, art. Lionel Yu's art is amazing. Yeah, it's hard to complain yeah. about. Who's, who's, I definitely caught like a couple of the choppier parts in the middle. Sorry, Zoe, what were you saying? Who's Selena Gully? I got the last picture of him, Captain America in it. Who's on the TV? He he turns around and says, Dr. Selena Gully, chair of the newly formed Task Force. I think those are just people on TV showing. There's just but stuff then the going other side, on. When they're talking about Von Strucker, yeah. is, oh, he yeah, turns it off. 
Yeah. Is there something wrong with him? The, the monster. He's a bad guy. Well, he's, he's bad yeah, guy. he's a bad guy. He's one of the villains who well, this makes is the, the monsters. Well, pra- praise Von Strucker for aiding in several Hydra splinter. Yeah, groups. that was when Cap was uh, mm-hmm. evil in Hydra for just a little bit. Now he's not anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I hated Hydra Cap. I hated that whole story arc. I didn't yeah. really finish reading it. Gone. And I'll be honest, I haven't read all of Mark Wade's stuff that he did after I know that was really good but I think for where this story is placed it kind of fits still addressing Hydra Cap because a lot of people are still betrayed by the fact that well he was Hydra even if he sort of wasn't at the same time so Cap's gonna take a while for him to like remove that stain and make people yeah. not see him that way and I think you people know, will probably remember him at and I get your point of not just yeah. wanting to leave that behind, but it's still something that happens. There's so no way to address that, it. So yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I think one of the one of the you know problems that um, Tanisi Coates is is going to find with this series is that because I think it's it's overtly an allegory for our times. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a divided country. You know, there's roughly 40% of the population that believes we're on the right track and 60% of the population that believes we're on the wrong track. And so it's kind of, you know, that's why I think that, you know, the story probably needs to be told from as an objective standpoint as possible in order to chronicle. Because I I think, you know, comics chronicling the current events of Mm. of our times has always been um, important in comics uh and we'll see how he does with this i mean obviously this story this story is going to take uh years if not decades to play out um and he he you know he's on a monthly periodical so we'll 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 see Mm -hmm. we'll see what he does i'm curious what story he's got to tell we'll see i'm on the fence i this is tough because I think I've read three number ones now, or at least three issues or four issues that have been written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, and I still am not seeing what all the fuss and muss is about. And I'm not saying that he's a bad writer. I just I don't think he's a great storyteller in this medium. Comic books. Yeah. That's 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 my thing. And and what I need to do, and this is because I've 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 found this with other writers. Look, Rick Remender is a perfect example. Rick Remender's number ones, I'm always like, you know, whatever, Let's doesn't go. quite grab me. I read the first story arc, and it's a whole mm-hmm. different ball game. Um, almost with every one of his issues, whether it's Deadly Class or Low or Seven to Eternity, or, you know, it doesn't matter. Black Science. Black Science, I was like, whatever. I read the, you know, with issue one, yeah. read the first graphic novel, and it's like, oh, wow. Okay, there's a lot here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Death and I think, you know, Tony Coates might be one of those guys, too, and I think it, 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 and to be fair to him, I probably should, you know, in, in order mm-hmm. to judge his talent as a comic writer, because I can sit up here in my ivory tower and say, I don't think the guy gets comics. Okay, or comic writing, but to be fair, I should probably read an entire arc of his and see how he does over the course. Because yeah. so many, so many writers today write with a graphic novel perspective. 
Yep. You know, mm-hmm. he's he wouldn't be the first, yeah. and he won't be the last. Yeah. So I, you know, um, and and this subject matter interests me outside of Hydrocap. So maybe maybe I'll stick with this just to try and you know give him a shot, mm-hmm. an honest shot. But this issue, for me, um, two and a half, two and a half stars. Okay. Four and a half stars, solid. Still some room for improvement, I can see, but I really enjoy it. I'm going to keep reading, cool. it, reading it. If I get rated on the art alone, five. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Great a beast. art. Yeah, that oh was a God. good art. Yeah. Lion yeah. you, fantastic. Uh... Comic as a whole, too. I just it it didn't spark a whole lot for me, especially since this was the last thing I read after reading Batman, Catwoman, uh, Lady Mechanica to go to that. Well, you were kinda, on a high. Yeah, yeah, I was on a comic yeah. high, and then it was just kind of like, uh, we're back to that. We're talking about Hydra again. <laughs> yeah, Zoe. So I just didn't do it. I for didn't me. know what um what what happened before this Hydra camp and all that. So I didn't understand it at first, and I still don't understand it. It doesn't draw me. Okay. And so I would probably rate it three. Three? Okay. Yeah. Because it's got really nice art. Yeah, it does have really nice art. (laughs) (laughs) Christian said he failed as a father. (laughs) Did you read it? What would you rate it? He probably stole it from me. Uh, Four. Four? Okay. I love the art, but I don't understand it at all. Yeah. <laughs> no context. All right. That's going to do it for our comic reviews. We're going to head over to Lightning Rounds. Yay. Who wants to go first? I do not. Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> go first? Right. Because you go Because it's going to be like 20 seconds. Oh. All right. I don't know Ready? how long mine's going to be. Go. Uh, I just want to mention, uh, I know we already talked about Deadpool and Scotty Young. He's doing a Deadpool series that yep. I actually... Picked up the second issue, and I was I was on the fence about the first one. I enjoyed it, but wasn't sure. But I actually really liked the second one. So, yeah, just who, wanted to who's doing mention art? that. I is don't it him? No. no, no, I don't know who's doing art. I'm okay. sorry, no, I don't pay enough attention <laughs> to those things. You just know he's writing it. It's all good. Yes. Okay, I and that's can. It. I can go. You want to do one? Yeah. All right, ready and go. Okay, it's not comics, but I want to tell uh, who's listening. I've been in a min. I've been in a little. Um, tea, a little what's it called? Mini show thing that my uncle did. It's called Mambo, Mambo, and it's on Arthur's ego. And um, what was the other? And also, I was looking up for questions, the trivia, and I found this place called Pizza, um, Green Green Lantern Pizza, and then looked into it. There's nothing about Green Lantern in it. There's only old-fashioned. There's nothing in there that's Green Lantern. I looked up every page, everything. There's there's no, like, Green pa- Lantern pizza inspired by him or anything. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the hell is there's going a pizza on? parlor called Green Lantern Pizza? Yes, there's a But there's no par- Green Lantern there's memorabilia. There's no Green Lantern in it or about it. It only says Green Lantern Pizza. I'm like, why would you name yourself that? If, but so Do they I, have, like, a Jordan Supreme pizza? Uh, no. Nope. They so they're no called pizza. They have old fashioned. They're old fashioned uh, pizza parlor. Okay. This is really weird. Really. Huh. There you go. All right. That you is look weird. Up, yeah, you look up Green Lantern pizza. It's really you can't get <laughs> anything on it. 
No green only toppings or anything. <laughs> That's yeah, there's no green like there's no like. Sh- <laughs> they should totally have like yeah. a spinach pizza. Yeah, yeah. Like spinach, or jalapenos, peppercinos. I couldn't do it. Yeah, me. Either. Not on pizza. <laughs> Not on pizza. Have I you ever had it? No, but have you ever had a spinach pizza? No, I don't. I, I no, I don't know. Oh, I don't think I have. Oh, dude, it's amazing. I and I've I, had like a supreme with it everything have, on it. I have, but it I never got. It's a not a red sauce pizza. It has, oh. it has white sauce, spinach, cheese. Uh, dude, dude, that was spinach and mushroom, and it's I've really had basil. Good. <laughs> dude, spinach pizza. <laughs> I next? I never tried. That. I don't see it much out here though. When when we yeah. lived in New Hampshire, I mean, we got it all the time. You'd have to go to, like, you know, a, a different <laughs> type of, uh, like, a BJ's or something like that that would Blaze serve pizza. that. Yeah. Uno Blaze might have it. Rev. Yeah. I like Blaze yeah. Pizza. You get to see yourself. Roger, do you have a uh, yeah, lightning round? I do. Okay. So, the depo- be- being that this is Depause Month, <laughs> um, uh, Christian and Heather wanted to do something for the kids uh, that, that come into the shop and do a raffle and they put together some really cool uh prizes that we're gonna do as uh not really a raffle but a um a raffle <laughs> mini raffle <laughs> yeah no no uh the the only price that you have to pay to enter is come into the shop so um all you listeners out there um that are that are local uh, bring your kids into the shop, and and we'll set them up with uh, a ticket to enter. And over the next uh, two weeks, yeah, two weeks. And then we're gonna dr- we're gonna draw the winners. And we've got um, Christian. What do we have there? There's a Spider Man plush. Spider Man plush. Yeah, thirteen inches tall. And then they have a we have a alien. The alien. The three eye. The aliens from Toy Story. Right. It's a light up headband. And then they have a. And then there's a stormtrooper baseball cap. Stormtrooper baseball cap. Cool. Cool. So some really cool stuff. Uh, Christian, thank you and Heather so much for doing that. And me too. And Zoe. (laughs) um, And all the deposits. But yeah, so all you parents, bring your kids in, bring them into the shop. They don't have to buy anything. Just come up to me and say, I want to enter the raffle for, uh, for kids. Yeah, we'll call and it the raffle for kids. That sounds <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> and uh, and then in in two weeks on the podcast, we'll we'll announce the winners. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you Done. have a lightning round? I, probably yeah, blew my no, I was not... uh, desperately trying to find something to talk about, but well, you, you gave nothing? your minute to Roger. Clearly, yeah, you yeah. talked <laughs> about pizza for a minute. <laughs> yeah, we talked about pizza. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I'm still thinking here. <laughs> I'm sure what's gonna happen, like it usually does, is I'm gonna think of it. After we pass up. So, anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and hop over to highlights. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> so, next week, we are reviewing Amazing Spider-Man number one. Tristan. Yeah. And is that? Ryan Dan- Oh, that's Nick Spencer and. And Ryan Alley. Yeah. Yeah. So, half of that book is going to be amazing. <laughs> the, the art half. Visually, it's going to be spectacular. Amazing. Well, the first, the Kareem comic book day issue wasn't that bad. You story want, wise. you don't want to read it. You just want to look at the pages like my little. <laughs> yeah, if it Kryten sucks, does. I'm just gonna like. Do you like put Kryten, my own word bubbles it like in does. it. Like he looks at the pages. He like. Yeah, <laughs> and I know why Otley decided to go over to Marvel is yeah. Spider Man was the character that was like a dream job that character got him. that got him into comics. Makes sense. And he posted something along those lines today about Steve Ditko passing away. Oh yeah. I mean. So, 
if you're getting an offer from Marvel to draw Spider-Man, it's hard to say no. Yeah. Just period. I just would have loved to have seen him at DC, but oh, I'm sure Spider-Man. Can. Spider-Man's a tough. Spider-Man's better. Yeah. Tough man. Oh, stop. <laughs> I like Pete, but come on. Um, and then I guess uh, the other thing that's filled in here is X23 number one is coming out next week. I guess that's some. Yeah, I think we may do we may do four books next week too. All right, sounds good. That, who's the who's writing that one again? To I think that's Mika? is that Mariko Tamaki. Tamaki or? is that Tamaki? Yeah. I'm I'm know. pretty sure. So. Sweet. That's what okay. Dave was saying. Yeah, sounds good. Huh. And then we're reviewing Superman number one of by course. Bendis. You are excited. Of course, Bendis and Reyes. We'll see how Remember that goes. All your Superman stuff. Then. <laughs> yeah. I wore my Superman shirt a week early. Yeah, (laughs) you did. Next week. Yeah, maybe. uh, Yeah, maybe I'll try and find time to finish Man of Steel. (laughs) You might want at least read the sixth issue. It's all Faybach. Okay, and it wraps up the story. But the the art on the other issues is really good too. So uh, then after that, our indie book, really. (laughs) <laughs> the kids for the kids. Heck Disney, yes, Pixar Incredibles two Woo! number one. Yes, Heck people should yes. see that movie. Which it's I'm amazing. still puzzled. Dude, you haven't seen it yet. No spoilers. You have to see that, it. Oh you no, you were it. like, yeah, you were like, like sixteen or yeah. seventeen. I like the Incredibles, but it's that gonna... didn't hit me the way that like Toy Story hit me. <laughs> yeah, Toy Story is a little nearer and dearer to I, my heart. I can see that. Still wondering Incredibles on the licensing. Awesome. Yeah, me and Roger were talking about the licensing deal. Like, how is that even a thing? Um, yeah. Incredibles. Will. You will be excited. Because it's Pixar. It'll be fun. It's even, though it, even, though, yeah. even though it's Disney Pixar, Pixar probably was able to license it. Yeah. But don't. Instead of like, Disney. Because so if it was Disney, it probably would have go gone to Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't. don't but you would like think Friday. it would have sold better if it had a Marvel title on it, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The ride the ride mm. at Pixar, uh, California Adventure Park. The ride, the Incredible Coaster. You should not ride that before watching the movie. You, have, you should watch the movie and then ride it because it's You are spoiler. assuming I can there afford tickets to Disneyland. <laughs> I, I can't. But anyway, so that's what we're going to be reviewing next week. Yes. Uh, what are we reviewing trade-wise oh, next week? Oh, um, Hack Slash Resurrection. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Is that Tim Seeley? Uh, when yeah. Tim Seeley was good? I think it is. I'm yeah. His hack and slash was pretty good. Revival was supposedly really good, um, which was a Sealy book. But I just I don't think Sealy is good when it comes to Nightwing, or most of anything else, or most anything else in DC sandbox at this point. So, anyway, all right, we're gonna go ahead and Rogers finding out for us. <laughs> no, this volume is actually uh, Tim ha- uh, Teeny Howard. Teeny Howard, okay. Mm-hmm. Who I I, I I do not know. Well, Tim Seeley's credited too. I think he created Hackslash. Yeah, it's really good too. Awesome. Who's it published by? Yeah, the edit. It says edits by Team Seeley. Uh, is it Image? This is Image. Image. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. All right, Zoe. Yes, my turn. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you have a, a pitch? I'm assuming you're looking on your phone for that reason. What? I'm fine. Yeah, tell us about okay. Blackest Night. Blackest, Blackest Night. Or whatever. Agent, I Agent, Orange. Agent Orange. I just saw Agent the Orange. Agent Orange. Agent Orange is the book before the book you should read before Blackest Night. 
and um brightest day yeah. brightest day um because it does explain more about black is night and the the up the um what's it the comics before it hell joining um gets a red ring but and saint walker sees that he has it i'm guessing and so he he gives him a blue ring and when he when he's all good he's talking to saint walker he's like why did you give me this ring because now i can't get it off me and he's like you yep. have to waste all the power to get it off you he's like what <laughs> he's a yeah surprise. so before this hal jordan had had a red ring yeah. on and he couldn't get that off because, because typically if you take, if you it, take off, it off it kills you, you. yeah yeah so St. Walker gave him a blue ring, which purged kind of the mm-hmm. red ring, but then the blue ring wouldn't come off. So he had mm-hmm. a green ring and a blue ring. Yeah. And if you know anything about Green Lantern history or lore or whatever, blue is what emotion? Hope. Hope. So what it does is it turbocharges all the Green Lantern willpower. Yep. yep. So Hal Jordan was constantly. All the green rings are overclocked. Yeah, are over. He yeah. was essentially 100%. in neutral, revving his, his engine his, constantly. His green ring will keep. Charging up. Like 210%. Yeah. I keep saying that. And And it wouldn't go away until he answered the question, what do you hope for? Yeah. And And we, in this issue, in this uh, graphic novel, we learn more about Larfles. Larfles? Larfles is the only orange lantern there is. Um, We learn that. Because what is the orange light? The orange is. Green. Yep, right. So too, there can be only one. Power- <laughs> there can be one. Mine. It's too powerful to have what's two the, taking what's over. The, what's the seagulls or whatever from, from Nemo? Mine? 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 That's kind of how I read his voice, even though that's not what they were going <laughs> for. I just kept seeing, like, mine? 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 You see him with mine? His, his seagull head? Like, the mine? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, yep. And he, okay. So, and he, we find out more about him. And he had a squad of. Uh, he find out that he's basically a hoarder. Yeah, he's a hoarder. Yeah. And if when he uh, when someone comes to take his treasure, because all the orange rings there are, he because he owns them all, he um he will kill them, and then he will take them as his own as ghost kind form. Ghost yeah, essentially his form. constructs will kill you and then absorb you and you become a construct. Yeah, you So you, he hoards whoever he defeats. Yeah. Yeah, you're almost like a zombie lantern. Yeah. But you're just an orange construct. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're lightless, essentially. But in this you see that he finds he finds out that Hal Jordan has a blue a blue ring. He starts saying, Mine? Mine? No, he's like, I want that blue ring. He's like, yeah. and change of, and change, and exchange, exchange of, um, tell me, um, what was it? It's tell me. Hal Jordan was, tried to outsmart. Well, he yeah, outsmarts he him. He says, I'll give you the blue ring if you give me some information. Because words yeah. are cheap, right, Larflees? Yeah. And, and so, Hal kind of started asking some probing questions to find more so out about the Guardians. Out, he finds out mm-hmm. about what, like, um, what, that's when we find out about his origin. Mm-hmm. And also, we... That Larfleeze is freaking old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old yeah. as the Guardians. Yeah. yeah. Well, almost. No, the ring like keeps him alive, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah his greed. Yeah. So, one of the things I like about how... this Once again, Jeff Johns wrote this uh, with art by Philip Tan. Yep. I found, um, out, what, and I found out what I want him to do. 
Deadpool. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh, oh. Well, that you would could be probably make a very good story. <laughs> I know. Um, but um, one of the things I like about what Jeff Johns did with with Larflees is mm-hmm. Larflees, he's able to take him and go from absolutely terrifying to absolute buffoonery yeah. between whatever story arc he's doing. Because there's other stories where Larflees is a zero threat, like yeah. he's he's a laughing stock. How Jordan, it seems like, you know, it, it all just depends on the context of the story. And in this one, Larflees was absolutely terrifying. Also, we find yeah. about Fatality. What's her name? Fatality. 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 Mm. Fatality. Yeah. I can't say her name. The star <laughs> sapphire yeah, that star, was trying to, trying to convince Jon Stewart to let go of his hatred of himself. Yeah. Because he destroyed a world? Or no, wait. He failed he, the world. Uh, yeah, he failed to protect a planet that got yeah. destroyed. And it right. was and Fatality's she, and, home planet. And she was a Red Lantern at first? Was she? I don't know. She I was a Yellow Lantern. Yellow Lan- yeah. Lantern at first. But, and then she got overcome with love, and then and the pink ring came to her. That was a really great side story in this. Yeah. yeah. I had, you know, I had never read this book. And, I didn't either. <laughs> um, it it was really cool to go back and read it because I learned more, you know, I, I had read a lot of these, you know, leading up to Blackest Night, but uh, maybe half. Um, but there was a lot that I had missed out on. And in reading these, you know, these other stories leading up to Blackest Night, you find out that, that one of the things I love about John's was how much you realize how much he was building and building and building, you know, towards... Blackest Night. I've been saying this for years. (laughs) No, I know. Um, His run, it's just, he did more for, I think, the Green Lantern side of DC's universe than any any other universe. Yeah. Ever. (laughs) But you learn, you know, it's like learning about the symbiotic relationship between the blue and the green rings Mm -hmm. um, was, was really cool. Um, the the story in there, you know, with Fatality and John Stewart, and finding I thought that was really cool. You know, it's kind of exploring more with the the Violet Lanterns, um, the the Guardian Scar, who because when he was writing the Black Book, yeah, you know, and he's basically bleeding from his eyes, yeah. you know, it's onto like the page, the ink onto the page, and I was like, that's really disturbing. Um, but there's there's so much in here that that kind of adds depth to the story of the the lantern spectrum, oh, which yeah. I really appreciated. I yeah. have issues with this book, and I'll start by saying I've never read any of the Green Lantern books. Messing I've up. never read any of them <laughs> at all. So my issue is this is prelude to Blackest Night. So you would think, okay, let me read this and then go into other stuff. I didn't know what was well, going on in this read- book. I, I don't know most of the characters. I, I, and they kept having like stuff with like Star Sapphire jumping in. None yeah. of it made so any sense. This is still in the middle of John. Yeah. John's Green Lantern run is essentially one large mm-hmm. run up to his magnum opus, which is Black. Yeah, and I get so that, but anything still, but they, the, it's more DC editorial mm-hmm. and all that that's billing this as prelude when it's really just a story. Yeah, I'm that, sure I mean, there, there's Jeff things John's that seed fault, and lead yeah. up to. I, I see your point. Yeah. It's because it, you'd think a prelude would answer a lot of questions mm-hmm. and set up a lot of stuff clearly yeah. right before. And this does if you were reading a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, because yeah. really, my issue color. with this, you need to you need to read like Green Lantern Rebirth. Yeah, you need to read uh, Red Lantern. Red Lanterns. Which, you need to read yeah or um, 
There's the first story arc with the Blue Lantern. Emerald, yeah. Emerald War, yeah. War of War of the the, the Green Lanterns. Yep. Like there's all these big story Sinestro arcs. Core War, yeah, yeah. huge one. Sinestro Core War, which we reviewed. Yeah. Yeah, but this there are book, all these huge stepping stones. Yeah. That <laughs> this lead up book to that. on its own, I can see how people who've read the other books are like super into this. But for someone like just reading this book, there's no random Star of Sapphire popping in, random stuff with some guy writing letters to his uh, fiance. I think is dead or something. Like yeah. it made no sense. It's at like all. it's and like it a was, four four yeah uh, four chapter four part story arc. It's mm-hmm. a very thin slice of the pie. Yeah, that is the Green Lantern and Jeff Johns mm-hmm. run. The person... There's three omnibuses that are this big that are Jeff Johns' yeah. run. And I wish they kind of would have addressed that maybe a little more. Yeah. And at I can least understand that, that but, but didn't it make you at all curious to like get into it more? <laughs> the person some who... some stuff. There were a few parts that were interesting. Let me be honest. The part that I like the most about this book is how he finally gets the blue ring. Off. <laughs> I was, was going to talk about that too. That was great, but just leading up to it, I was so That's lost. And Jeff I'm probably going to get yelled at for this, but I hated the art in this book. Really? I could like there was it was the really dark background with all the colors. There were multiple times I had mm. no idea what was going on. I focused on all the word bubbles because I just couldn't tell what was going on on the page. I like Philip Tan's <laughs> color. I added to maybe the color is bad. I don't I know. Like- I just didn't like it because maybe if the background weren't dark or the paneling. Well, you're were also dealing with just- orange. There's a crap ton of There's orange so every much. time Marfleeze is on. A little bit and then too it, much. Every page turn, it flips to something else. And that's this is the yeah. thing though with, with when you're dealing with Green Lantern and the other color spectrums. There's, is, a, there's lot a lot of freaking color all yeah. over the place. So I can get how that would be a little... Yeah, I think they could have done that I, a I little like better. The page. I like but the page that was before. Once, was, <laughs> once you kind of get into it... There's some good splash pages. Yeah, the splash, fun, I like this splash page when he has the orange... Oh, that's a great yeah. splash that page one, right there. I really yeah. like that one a lot. And also, but, the one before that... Um, when he, looked, yeah, when he pretends to cut off his But unless you've read the other stuff, this... Well, clearly it's not a solid standalone book on its own. But the uh, I I really like this story. Mm-hmm. I love you know the extra stuff you get with like what Zoe said the the history of Larflees and kind of yeah. where he yeah. comes from. I love the I love the fact that they have a character that can be an absolute punchline and a buffoon. Yeah. But in this, like I said, this is this makes him really scary. And there's the possibility that he could be scary at any time. Well, the guardians are scared of him. Yeah, because yeah. well, that's the guardians know that that they can't be messing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? But there's been other parts of the the the, the Green Lantern series uh, where they have to deal with Larflees and Hal Jordan just treats him like he's an absolute putz. He's like, "Come on!" and just grabs him by the neck and just shoves him into his battery to charge him up because they need him to do something. And it just right, bleed, right. Well, he's just kind of like ah, and thrown around. I think yeah. also though he knows how to beat Larflees after this. Yeah, though, you know. So yeah, he's kind of figured it out. Also, I like I like the side story at the end. Um, about Gloomulus. Gloomulus? Yeah, the, yeah. Weed, the tale of the Orange Lantern's weed killer. That is sad, and it's yeah. that monster is cute. That confused me so much when that popped well, up. I'm like, wait, I thought this story ended. What is happening? Well, I no, don't well, this know. Is yeah, these were, this was just to add thickness I, I, to the book. Yeah, it took me a second. Then I realized, oh, there's giant like titles I didn't even read the other two yeah. things, to be you honest, because I, I had to cram... I had to cram this this in Just last second. Just read it second. right now. Just read it right now. <laughs> <laughs> read it, Jonathan. Yeah. I know. And but the, pause the recording. Read it. <laughs> the guy who was there writing letters to his wife, to his dead wife, I'm guessing. Um, he could speak to uh, ghosts, I'm guessing, and because he he could hear so many there, because he's 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 in the area of the black 
the black lantern. Right. So because he can hear so many there, he's he his ears are um that part bleeding I read. out. That's the end of the book, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, I read that. I'm talking yeah. about the other two stories that yeah, that, one. that are at the very the when very he, very he finds end. a guy about the the guy um saying um uh, he the guy who else who the guardians also sent out to help to do it. They're looking for the they the guardians sent out two lanterns to find the body of a dead anti-monitor. Yeah. And that's that's actually a huge thing in Blackest Night. Yeah. So another more seeds that were planted early on. Hearing but, Zoe say I guess and I think makes me feel a little bit better about being confused by this book because <laughs> if she didn't fully understand everything, then I and, feel better. And this is like her home base. Like. Right. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of moving parts to the this. Oh story, yeah. Though. Um, but yeah, I want another one that, that people would be well served to to read. Been saying that all of Jeff Johns's run. Uh, I know, I know, Matt. Um, <laughs> well worth from the, from start re-run. to finish, mm-hmm. you know, all the way through because there's, I, I mean, it, Jeff Johns didn't write Brightest Day, so that's fine. I here with the Green I, Lantern, you, you don't, Brightest Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, those, but not yeah, not, not the, t- the event. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like that was DC saying, "Okay, we got to keep this ball rolling." Yeah. I read, yeah. I read Black as Night and Brightest Day before the reading mm-hmm. this. Yeah, so I had, so, so this makes more sense. Me, with that. It kind of helped me understand Black as Night better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in some way. So cool. And then I guess I got but an idea how how what yeah. Was one going of the things on. I want to touch on was what what Kayla brought oh, up because so the. <laughs> The blue ring is essentially stuck on Hal until yeah. he can answer the question, "What do you hope for?" Because the whole point <laughs> yeah, is that it's because ho- it's he's 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 makes the and comment. And the ring keeps asking because and yeah, oh, that killed yeah. me. That that it was keeps a good asking setup. him like through everything, almost interrupting what he's trying to do. And there's a point where he he says, "You know, okay, this is what I hope for: world peace." And it's like insincerity detected. Yeah, <laughs> and it goes like, back to zero. Seriously, kind of and so he's trying to get it activated essentially with what he hopes for so you can get per, like use all the energy and get it off right, of him because so the only way the blue ring comes off is by it being depleted and going to zero percent and then yeah. it goes to find somebody else with hope yeah yeah cool and so um which will be i think <laughs> a permanent user <laughs> yeah. so yeah. but when it he makes an offhanded comment and it's true and so it says sincerity registered power levels 100 percent, and he's like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's such a dumb that was the honest best. answer yeah. and he just like goes full blue yeah. and he's able to like utilize it and power like the entire green lantern mm-hmm. core that's on this planet and i it, like the beginning because it's when pretty he great got the ring, he's like why do you tell me i can't use this ring unless i hope for something yeah he's, so he's like yeah. well you wanted to survive <laughs> all right zoe what would you rate this book five Nine. If I could rate it a ten, I would. Nice. <laughs> ten out of five. Yeah. Roger. Her boy's in it. Four and a half. Four and a half? Super strong. Two stars. Ouch. I just why? For for I have no context. I don't know what's going on. I just it not knowing everything, it's a very weak book in my opinion. But if I read the other stuff, maybe it would go up. But for right now where I'm at, it's it's two. Ah, uh, it's five for me. Nice. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, like it's Jeff Johns. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, we have. I mean, we have a lot of context. I think. Yeah. For, I have a ton of context. Yeah. So, um, plus it's Jeff Johns. So good. So I haven't really read a lot of his stuff, so I don't know. So good. You I just have, read I Justice League. <laughs> read read Green Lantern, Rebirth. 
Yeah. That's a good place to start for I love you know, this one of the things I love about it, and like the art, I really do dig the art because it the Green Lanterns for me is like it's like DC Cosmic. Mm-hmm. And I love the cosmic storytelling and there's so much of that in this. I, I really love it. What does that bring us to? That brings us to trivia. Yes. Yeah, bam 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 Zoe asked to do trivia this week, and oh, nice. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> take it." If my dad helps so, me. Gonna step out of my dad right helped now. me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Question one: Of all the actors who have played Batman on the big screen, how many and which ones are married? Currently married? George Clooney. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. George Clooney Chris- to Mel. Yeah. Yeah. Val and, Kilmer's not married. I don't. Ben, ben Affleck's not married anymore, is he? Nope. No, no he's no. not married so anymore. So two? No. Two. Um, <laughs> so they're still right. married. So they're still oh, married. Oh, trick Three? question. Yeah. Okay, Michael Keaton? I think he's probably married. Yeah, he's Michael married. Michael Keaton? No, he's not. No? No, he's not. No? Is the answer three? The three, yeah. Okay. Okay. Question two. Of the actress, actresses who have played Catwoman on the big screen, how many and which ones are married? Holly Berry. Oh, I get what you're doing. <laughs> One. Batman's wedding. Yes. <laughs> Holly Berry's married, right? Uh, I'd say no. No? Holly Berry, no, she's not. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. Yeah. And. I don't think Anne Hathaway is. I don't give a yeah, crap about these not. celebrities. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, as long as they play the part well. Anne Hathaway is married. Yeah. She is? Yeah. I have no idea. Do you know the one who's the other one who's not married? What about um no the one who uh Julie Newmar is not is she married? Right? No. I think she passed away a while ago. Rest in peace. You were awesome. So Talking about the Batman sixty six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. You want the one who's go ahead. How many Zoe? Okay. Uh, there's two who are married and two who are not. Okay. So and then the other one who you got not who who is not married is Zoe. Card. Zoe Kravitz, but it doesn't have a Y at the end like my name. It's Zoe instead. Zoe. Oh, she was Lego Bat. She was Lego Catwoman. Okay. Okay, the next question is Lady Mechanic. Wait, isn't she married to Aquaman? What? No, not Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz? No, her mom is. Her mom. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot three. the name. I Question got the uh, Kravitz. Yeah. I was like, well, she is too. Sorry. No, it's a stepdaughter. Question three La- Lady Mechanica's look was inspired by. Jonathan. Lady Mechanica's look was inspired by? Yeah. I probably Catwoman. read this a long time ago. <laughs> no. What do you have there? It'd be funny. So it has like, gee, oh, cat ears. <laughs> oh. Um, you want to know? No. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Steampunk fashion icon Kate Cato Lambert. Oh, I did read this. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Interesting. Okay. Question. Nice, appropriate. <laughs> Question four. What was Captain America's original, um, go- originally going to be called and even the title of the first sketch by artist Joe Simon? For Captain America, right? Yeah. I know this. Uh this is a question that yeah. you would have to know because before he was called Captain America. Yeah. Uh, and the first <laughs> sketch with him in it, the, it was titled like Patriot Man. Yeah, because it wasn't. Uh, no, but it wasn't. It wasn't Captain. Um, mm-hmm. 
Lieutenant? No, <laughs> nothing, nothing military. Oh, don't cheat. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? Get it, get Massage. it working. <laughs> it's going to take a lot to wake up that melon. Um, I, I can't, I can't. Okay, it's super American. Super, super American. American. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, this is, um, okay, I want to do another question on Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know, but I have another question. Okay, you want to okay, okay, okay. A Green Lantern question so, for us? Okay, yeah, okay, go ahead. So, do you guys know the oath? Of course. Can you say okay? In brightest day and blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evils might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. Yeah. Boom. Boom. There we I, go. <laughs> nice. <Okay. laughs> Rock and roll. Okay, this is the listener. <laughs> Pretty sure I could have got okay. half of that. Okay, this so, is the listener's question. Okay, hold on just a second. So Zoe's going to ask a question. If you know the answer to this, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com to win uh, the books that we review. Zoe, hit them. Which famous comic book writer official, officiates weddings? Officiate, oh, sad. Officiates. Officiates. Oh. Weddings. <laughs> Oh my god. It's okay. Now I'm going to have to restart all over. Okay. 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 Which famous comic book writer? Officiates. Officiates weddings and, and incorporates the Grand Lantern Oath. Okay, which That's comic a thing? book yeah. character? No, comic book writer. Comic writer. Here, which comic book writer yeah. officiates weddings. weddings? Weddings. With using the Green Lantern Oath. Do you guys know that? Which famous comic book writer officiates <laughs> weddings and incorporates the Green Lantern Oath? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have no clue. Um, Christian, you can tell me, uh, or Zoe, <laughs> you can tell, tell me after the yes, after the show. So if you know the answer to this question, send your response to contact oh, at allstarcomicspodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's so easy. Don't okay. say that. We're not going to say so, the answer. No, all right. Yeah. Good luck. It's it's it, it's Google apparently. In it like makes sense once you it, like the question sounds hard, but once you see who yep. it is, it's like oh duh. Okay. All right. So I look forward to your responses. Everybody sending in with some cool books. Cool. Uh, lots. Of, yeah. Lots of good books this week. So for last week, um, real quick, uh, very few responses. Apparently, how many squares are on a bingo card for bingo love? I yeah. Answer. Okay. I Go ahead. I uh, no. Uh, well, <laughs> your mom did, but she didn't win. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, Bryce, you definitely have too much time on your hands. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I should have given him double. Well, okay. So, well, because we read a graphic novel last week called Bingo Love, uh, and so uh, my question was a bingo novel. question. All right, so the answer I was looking for was 25. We had five, appropriately, I guess, five people wow. respond. The winners, uh, Ian Robbins Yay. Uh, won the comics. Uh, Bryce Smith, you won the trade. Nice. Um, and that was just with one entry. Okay, so Bryce pointed out, and he, and he basically said, yeah, I've got too much time on my hands. And I, I, I kind of agree, but I really I really loved your, your second response. Um. I think Bryce indicated that there were actually 55 squares on a bingo card and he didn't explain. It took me a second because I'm, I'm, I'm a little slow, 
But there's there's yeah, four squares would make one square would make and twenty five uh, squares uh, make a square. One of those things. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of those. How many squares do you see? <laughs> so. But what do you mean seeing? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Did you Google but that, or did you that figure that out? Squares, not squares, not squares. Not squares. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust him. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't go back want, and try and verify. And Get back that. to me on that, Bryce. If you actually counted them all, uh, or you Googled that. But yes. since, yeah, since he had uh, had emailed in first with 25, I was like, okay. Um. Yeah. So, if if anybody else wants to corroborate that, I'm down. But yeah, I'm not gonna count. <laughs> Love you guys. We're done counting. <laughs> yeah. And with that, that takes us to the end. Uh, did we get any new reviews? Did you check? Did we get any emails on it? I don't oh. Email. <laughs> oh, that's right. All right, uh, guys. If you like what you're hearing, please like, share, rate, review, subscribe. Pass it on to your friends. It's our bread and butter. If you want to go above and beyond, you go to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast. $1 gets you the episode early, uh, the night that we drop it, which tonight will actually be at a decent hour for once. Before 11. <laughs> yeah, before 11 or before midnight. Yeah. Um, uh, $3 gets you the episode early and the full drop of all the episodes that we record with... Uh, Larry, Multiversity University, which if you're a cheapskate and you just want to wait till the end of this one, you can go ahead because it'll be tagged up, ready to go, uh, and you'll get your your comic history education on. Uh, If you want to keep up with everything at the shop, you can like Horizon Comics on Facebook and follow at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram to get all the updates and raffles that are going on in the shop, Mm -hmm. which we have a new one that's closing soon, right? Yeah, it's closing. Uh, well, it'll close out tomorrow morning. Uh, Black Panther number five. Most of you will can just look up the winner by the time you hear this. But uh, yeah. Black Panther number five, CGC at eight point five. Uh, great Jack Kirby cover. Cool. So. Cool. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything, Kayla. <laughs> You can follow me at Kayla Danvers on Instagram and Twitter. And me and Johnny and some friends do a couple other podcasts. You can check those out at podcat.org. Zoe? You can follow me at, at on Instagram at ZoeD17. Also, I recommend you should, if you, if you like movies a lot, you should, follow, you should watch my uncle's um, my, um, videos on YouTube. His channel? At, some asshole. <laughs> That's the name? <laughs> some asshole. What is it called? Some asshole. Yeah, some asshole reviews. <laughs> yeah, and also, if you, right. see, if you want to see the mini mini movies I was in, you go to Arthur's Ego. It's called Mambo. Right there? Mambo. Mambo. Cool. Yep. And then the Hydra 5-5. Five five. Yeah, that's right. I'm at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. We will see you next time. We're part two of the pause month. Yes. Take care. May we all survive. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. And tonight we're going to be concluding our talk about the popular comic book genres of the atomic age. Now, last time we left off with a little bit of an introduction, I guess you could call it, to horror comics, and horror comics were extremely popular during the Atomic Age. Now, like some of the other genres we mentioned, they did have 
some inklings of roots in the Golden Age, but really not much. Uh, the first horror feature in a comic book was in Prize Comics number seven. Uh, that particular issue began a uh, Frankenstein strip that uh, that ran for quite some time. Uh, that would have been in 1940, by the way. Uh, one of the interesting things about this particular feature in Prize Comics, uh, which I'd meant to mention previously and kind of forgot to, was that this is the first time that anybody can find where there is a reference to the monster as Frankenstein rather than to the scientist as Frankenstein. Up until this time in all literature, including, of course, in the original Frankenstein novel, uh, the, the monster was actually called the monster, the creature, Frankenstein's monster, something like that. But it was always made very clear that the scientist was named Frankenstein, not the monster. But in this particular comic book, the writer referred to the monster as Frankenstein. Nobody can find a reference earlier than that. So it seems like the public misconception that the monster is called Frankenstein actually started with this comic book. Now, um, Frankenstein ran in prize comics for a couple of years, uh, although uh, starting in 1942, Frankenstein converted to a superhero feature rather than being a horror feature. Um, so the next horror comic to come along was then Classic Comics number 13. Now, this was a true horror comic because the entire issue was devoted to Jekyll and Hyde. It was basically a comic book adaptation of the story of Jekyll and Hyde. And so it is considered the first true horror comic. The thing about it, though, was that classic comics was not a horror line. It was a line of comics that adapted literature for comic books. So the next issue of Classic Comics wasn't necessarily a horror issue. It just was whatever the, the next thing they did was. The first true horror comic that was a title devoted to horror was Eerie Number no. 1, which was published by Avon Publications in 1947. Now, you might think that this is the famous Eerie Comics that was put out during the 1950s, but it wasn't. This was intended to be an ongoing comic, but actually only had one issue. And so uh, so it's actually not connected. The Eerie that came along later was actually by a different company. Um, but this was the first feature, uh, the first comic that was actually designed to be a horror comic, not just one like Classic Comics number 13 that happened to be a horror comic. Uh, the first actual ongoing horror comic was one called Adventures into the Unknown in 1948 uh, that was put out by American Comics Group, and that actually ran then for several years. Uh, now, there were horror elements in the Golden Age. Uh, sometimes the superheroes would fight, you know, zombies or demons or vampires or, uh, you know, werewolves or something like that. Um, it's just that the comics weren't necessarily devoted uh, to horror. Now, during the Atomic Age, the most prolific publisher of horror comics was EC, and uh, their horror comics were pretty unique and uh, still have a fan base today. Uh, but I intend to devote an episode strictly to EC, so I think we'll leave off discussing their horror comics until then. 
One of the things about the horror comics of the Atomic Age, though, is that they had something in common with the crime comics, and that is they were very graphic and could be very violent. And so uh, they did end up uh, contributing to the backlash against comics that would occur in the late 40s and early 50s. And uh, as a result of that, some of the horror comic publishers uh, ended up in the late 1950s converting their comics into black and white magazines because they were not subject to the uh, restrictions of the Comic Code Authority. Uh, so that really changed the horror genre. And you really wouldn't see horror comics again until the 1970s. Now, the last genre I want to talk about, and this is one that is completely a product of the Atomic Age, and that is romance comics. And the first romance comic was not published until 1947, so that's why I say it is a product of the Atomic Age. And this was a title called Young Romance. Now, we kind of make fun of romance comics today, but Young Romance was actually a very successful title. It ran from 1947 until 1977. So a 30-year run is pretty good in comics, especially today when we, you know, think of a comic that lasts for three years as having had a pretty healthy run. And in fact, the same creative team that put out Young Romance, uh, two years later in 1949, put out the second most popular romance title, and that was one called Young Love, which would also have quite a run. It would last until 1975. Now, the thing that's surprising to a lot of people is who actually started this whole genre and who created these two titles, Young Romance and Young Love, uh, because it wasn't any Harlequin romance writers or anything like that. The creative team behind these romance comics was none other than Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. So yes, the same writers who created Captain America and many other of the hard-hitting heroes of the Golden Age, the same King Kirby who would go on to help launch the Marvel Universe with the Fantastic Four and a lot of the early Silver Age Marvel heroes were the ones that actually created the genre of romance comics. Now, the thing about the romance comics, though, as they were first conceived, is that they really weren't the kind of silly ones that we think of came along later. Um, first of all, they were not like the teen humor comics at all. These romance comics featured adult women uh, who generally were in their mid to late 20s. Um, these uh, were not uh, stereotypical suburban housewives. Instead, these were actually women who had careers uh, and uh, in many ways uh, were more like uh, the women that we would be talking about when the feminist movement really got going in the 1960s. These women would have fit in very well in that particular movement. Um, one of the things that Simon and Kirby pioneered with these romance comics was first-person narration. Uh, they did this because they wanted the comics to seem more realistic, and they actually did go for uh, for realistic stories. Uh, in fact, the stories were really oriented towards adults. They were designed to attract adult readers. They weren't designed for teenagers. Um, and they could even be, I mean, they certainly you know, didn't feature any nudity or anything like that, but they could be kind of suggestive at times. Um, unfortunately, the original romance comics, uh, which were kind of groundbreaking in their way, um, ended up having to give way after the Comics Code Authority came along in 1954. So the period from 1947 
up until 1954 was really kind of a golden age for romance comics where uh, if you get a chance to read any of those, you'll find that they're very different than the ones that we see coming along later that uh, might seem a little silly to us today. But starting in about 1955, they had to bow to public pressure and uh, and become much less adult-oriented and uh, much more, you know, in sort of in step with the perceived common culture at that time. Uh, but certainly they did have a pretty popular run since uh, even at that, they did end up lasting into the 1970s. So those were the genres that were very popular during the Atomic Age, the ones that supplanted the superheroes. And uh, hope you join us next time as we talk about uh, one of the interesting companies of the Atomic Age, and that is Atlas Comics.